on this episode. But Say Hello to Heaven is, you talked about like just emotional stuff, Juan. That song just hits me in the feels all the way. And like mm-hmm. the story behind it, how Chris Cornell was roommates with Andy Wood when he died yeah. and stuff like that. And the, like the story I heard, I have no idea if this is true, but like Andy Wood from Mother Love Bone was in a coma and they were waiting. They were going to take him off life support and Chris Cornell flew in and they kept him on life support just enough time. I'm getting goosebumps uh, just for enough time for him to come and say goodbye. And then they, you know, took yeah. him off and, and the original happened. unplugged and uh, oh shit oh I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry it came to my mind I couldn't help it <laughs> I feel like a bad person Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of No Country for Middle-Aged Men. I'm your host, Mark Pearson. Uh, my first co-host is playing his favorite video game, uh, Diet Pepsi Rehab Simulator. And my second co-host <laughs> is playing his favorite video game, Jim Croce's Final Flight Simulator. Their names are... Oh, man. <laughs> Watt Smith. <laughs> and... Adam Rather fully supports the idea of a Jim Croce-based game. <laughs> and uh, if that's real, I want to link... And if it's not real, I want to invest. So okay. let's make it happen. We can we can probably get EA on that. I'm sure they're down for that. They like making money. No, oh, well, hey, who doesn't? Yeah, and Jim then- Croce because he's about the music. <laughs> he doesn't care about the financial benefits, dude. The trappings of fame, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Jim Croce hasn't made any money in forty years. Exactly. Almost. Yeah, because he flew <laughs> exactly. into a fucking mountain. <laughs> Not his fault. <laughs> that was John Denver. It happened to him too. Was he driving? He did. He did. Plane crash. So yeah. that's he hacked Denver twice. The, <laughs> the difference was nobody cared. The original hack, Jim fucking Croce. How does this keep coming up? Talk about riding the coattails. I had a moment of inspiration. He did it first, actually. He did it way first. So John Denver's the hack. So. <laughs> He did it when he was 27. He also did that before most people. Mm-hmm. Croce, he looks like he's like 37. Yeah, he died so when he was 27. Awesome. I just Top never liked celebrity. him. Every time Top it's like five he's smiling. Death. And I just hey, don't want what? to kill myself. You're really going to hate when my top five grunge songs are all Croce songs, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Updating them right now. <laughs> time in a bottle, number one. <laughs> okay. Uh, today we also have a special. <laughs> Forget man in a box, give me time in a bottle. <laughs> Uh, we have the pun master back with us, Dan Hornstein. Hey! <laughs> he did not look Yay. thrilled. We got way more life out of him, the Croce riff. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, like, I like how when Mark does his intros, though, he like he gets to shit on Juan, yeah. he gets to shit on Adam, and then he's like, and I'm Mark. <laughs> That's well, a hey, good I'm the, point. I'm the host here. I, I thought you were going to do another video game reference, like talk about how you were playing, was it Harvey Weinstein's Pirates? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You wrote that when you were listening to the episode. You like, did. Oh, I'm thinking I love this. <laughs> the Greek edition. The oh. Greek. <laughs> or uh, oh, what was man. the other one that you did about old custards? Oh, Gen- uh, General Custard. Yeah. 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 General Custards. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. 
Dan went there. That was pretty good. <laughs> so, real long quick, time listener, guys. Long time listener. Never played a video game in his life, but we could just have him on the episode just riffing <laughs> off of people's selections. <laughs> he would be really. I was good thinking at that about too. what my what would be on my list if I was doing that episode with. Nice to know. really. It would just be like Super Mario World and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. <laughs> I gave Tony Hawk's like, Pro Skater uh, honorable mention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're and that's quick. how you grind things to a halt. Pretty much. <laughs> Was that a skateboarding reference? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Christ era, 50 yeah. grind. I'm going to mm-hmm. play some Starwall later. With some Rage Against the Machine playing. <laughs> All right, so real quick Star before Wall we get into today's topic. Dude, I, I had to look that up. I had to tell I was telling somebody about that game, mm-hmm. that, uh, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I showed it to them, and like, they're hooked. Yeah. They're obsessed with this game. The Starwall, the Narwhal? Yeah, Star Wars. Dude, it's, it's sharks like a drive. I don't know what they do to this game, but you get in it and it's stupid as shit. It looks girly. <laughs> it feels like you're about to play like a My Little Pony game. Yeah. And then you're just sucked in like. I've seen men like almost kill each other. That's actually how. I would have chosen like Flappy they- Bird. <laughs> Snake. I think you're playing a little My Little Pony and then you get sucked in. Is actually how they describe Hole. The grunge band. Okay. Here we I'm go. not happy with it. I'm sorry. No. I do love some It seemed hole. better in my head. Thanks, Juan. I really do. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, we know. I hate her. But Courtney Love. Good <laughs> okay. So, real quick before that's we get the into the Diet things, Pepsi talking. It is yeah. the Diet Pepsi talking. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com slash No Country Podcast. <laughs> I'm tongue tied again. Uh, all, all this Weinstein talks got them all fucked up. The, at No it's underscore Country subject. underscore yeah. Podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> He's never getting through this. At Podcast <laughs> underscore Country. You can email us like Andy did last week, uh, No Country Podcast at gmail.com, or you can Sorry, send Andy. us a voicemail. 346-291-0050 and then you can also uh, oh no that was it uh, I also want to say thank you to Amber and Marte over at Helps2 if you need marketing hit them up at Helps2.com they're fantastic I just talked to them on the way here to record they're amazing they will help you out as much or as little as you will pay them. No, I'm curious. They will go on above and beyond what you pay them. They do for us. Hey, uh, speaking of pirates. <laughs> Here we go. Did you know that they're making another Pirates of the Caribbean Movie? sequel? Did you yeah, know that? I knew With that. Johnny Depp? Yeah. Yeah, except this one's going to be rated R. Oh, my God. I was hoping for like an Amber Heard pun, but you went <laughs> no. to that one? I went to that one. <laughs> That. that hasn't been funny since grunge was actually around. Hey, what's yeah. a what's a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? R. No, it's the C. Okay, we can only go up from here. Exactly. If we're quiet for a second, Somewhere. we just clean edit that out. <laughs> well, there was I only think... one person laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Correction: There was nobody laughing. You guys just don't get my comedy. Uh, you have great comedy, Dan. No, I know. Just not so uh, today we're going to talk about grunge music. We've been talking about this for what, a couple months now. We brought it up, I think, during the new metal episode. So it's I been so. a few months. And so now we're finally getting to it. So uh, real quick, I wanted to define like grunge music or at least the time period of it. And to me, and then the research that I did, grunge music started in about 1987, and it lasted till about 1995. Like anything beyond that was post-grunge. But so when I made my selections for my top five, bottom five, I 
chosen between those years, even though there was stuff in the late 90s. I kind of want to pick and put on there, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to stick true to to the, the genre and actually what it was. And grunge, I like, I can't think of, of anything in the late 90s that I would consider grunge. It, well, if you Fact look at check, some grunge pu- playlists, <laughs> some grunge playlists, people consider stuff like Smashing Pumpkins grunge. I don't think they're grunge. No. Well, they were... They were it, Started what like eighty eight? They were right they, there. They in that started yeah, around prime. the same time, but they're, they're like the as the far as like the music goes, like grunge music is basically a lot of just very dirty sounding guitars, like a certain type of vocal delivery, like a raspy throaty vocal. Depending unless on you're most, Chris Cornell, unless you're Chris Cornell, but even still, then, he had similarities to a lot of like he. He did wear plaid. Wow, and did have long hair. Mm-hmm. And was from Seattle. But when you listen to Who? grunge, there's music that you go, okay, that's grunge. It's very distinctly grunge. At least I would say so. Chris Cornell's yeah. name, right? I think, yeah. I think Soundgarden, I'm not losing my mind here. No, you're right. You're no, right. I, th- I think what, what kind of separates like some of the, the bands that dabble in grunge versus bands that I would say are grunge, grunge is really, to me, really heavily rooted in kind of like the darker bluesy kind of style of music and other bands that mix more into other genres like the smashing pumpkins who were really kind of over the top. They did big theatrical stuff. They did goth stuff. They did pretty sounding stuff, which didn't quite fit the grunge kind of style. Like if you listen to a song like today by the smashing pumpkins, Mm -hmm. it's, dark in lyricism but the tone of everything else is super upbeat super happy sounding and very major key so i don't know if it would necessarily fall into that genre what about a song like zero or zero butterfly wings i would i I would say those are really (laughs) close to being grunge yeah yeah both could have cracked this list possibly well not not zero but this is a good song i I love the Smashing pumpkins they were a big part of what i was listening to in that time period but i agree I, i feel like they're more like traditional rock or alt rock mm-hmm. yeah. or in then even like really light metal or I don't even know what you would call it, I guess. They were they were all over the place. Yeah. I, I mean I before we in get good too way. much into a derail that I'd love the Smashing Pumpkins. They don't get no, enough credit. I went and saw them live. They were amazing. And when did you see them? Two years ago at Cynthia Woods. Nice. They, they played with Noel Gallagher was their opener. And <laughs> fuck you, Noel Gallagher, if you ever hear this. Play Oasis. We don't want to hear your new <laughs> shitty band. We played two Oasis songs. Yeah. That was it. They were two good ones. But uh, I was a big Oasis fan, too. No, Oasis was Not grunge. I saw the Smashing all. Pumpkins in 1996. Oh, damn. Was that when they were in there like, when, oh, we don't want to play our best, our hits? Like, they're notorious for that. They were, no, they were playing the hits. They played nice. a, they played two full sets. They did nice. a... Well, the way they kind of broke it out was um, they did a beginning set, then they did just the whole like slow acoustic thing, Mm -hmm. and then they wrapped it up with bringing the band back in. And it was like a good two and a half hour, it felt like, performance Mm -hmm. uh, from them. It was was right after they kicked out their drummer, Jimmy Chamberlain, mm -hmm, for being on on heroin, and their keyboard player died. Mm -hmm. On account of the drugs. (laughs) On account of the heroin. Yeah. Don't mess with it. So I guess if we were gauging yeah, using man, heroin as shit. a criteria for grunge, they would be. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, would be, yeah. And uh, Billy Corgan's uh, connection to Courtney Love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're technically grunge. Like if you were to, I don't think if you look at their Wikipedia and by say, I don't think it's because I checked. It doesn't say grunge. <laughs> yeah. It says only alternative rock, mm-hmm. which is 
insane because they are so all over the place. And you look up any other band, they have like multiple different genres. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, only alternative rock. Yeah, that's I thought true. that was crazy. Because they'll show up on lists. Like yeah. every list of grunge bands you look up, they're showing up. Yeah. But I, I don't classify them as grunge. Neither do I. Hence yeah. my not it's, picking them at all. It's kind of like you can classify Black Sabbath as heavy metal, but you shouldn't say that about Led Zeppelin. Right. Exactly. They had heavier songs, but they had they so much other stuff rock. too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uh, I grew up, right. Anyway, obviously in the 90s, and the first grunge song I ever remember hearing was Nirvana, and it was Come As You Are. And so, like, always been a good song, always loved Nirvana, and then I started listening to Alice in Change, Soundgarden, you know, a few of the other big grudge bands, uh, and I always, I always enjoyed it, certain bands a bit more than others, but Dan, do you remember first song? Or? Actually, yeah, I remember being, like, 10 or 11 years old, and... <laughs> being at a Pizza Hut restaurant. You remember when you used oh, to be able to eat inside yep. Pizza yep. Hut and they had the salad bar and you'd have like a waiter yeah, and they had a jukebox yep. and somebody put on Smells Like Teen Spirit uh-huh. on the jukebox and that was the first time I heard it and I hated it. <laughs> I was like the 10 years old. I didn't have music. good taste when I was 10. Yeah. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, I love grunge from the moment I heard it. Yeah. I got into Nirvana way later when I, I knew better, yeah. but at 10, it was like, MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Were, that <laughs> yeah, was my yeah, everything. Yeah, I was a yeah. milli, I had a Milli Vanilli cassette tape. Yeah. Uh, and then that came out and it was just not what I was looking for. But by age 12, I he started playing guitar. Matured. Yeah. I had, you know, I grew up a lot. And <laughs> the first really? song, the first, the first song I, I learned was, uh, and I, smells like teen spirit. I was, yep. I just didn't no, really no remember the Dan. moment. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Because, well, my, my experience was different. I was older. I was like 17, 18 at the time. So I was like, you know, senior year, whatever. I'm walking downstairs. I heard it came on the radio. Smells like Teen Spirit. I froze on the steps. I listened to the whole song. And my first thought was, this is going to change music. This is going to be a whole new thing. And it was. It was so weird. It For me, it was totally, I loved it from the first time I heard it. Hardcore Nirvana fans. Thank fan God through they killed hair metal. Thank God. Thank God. Oh. I was so fucking happy. <laughs> that being, I would have been curious to see if uh, Guns N' Roses had stayed together, how they would have evolved. But um, they were the only band that was sad like, to see them go whenever that transition happened. Yeah. From 80s, like, hair metal, glam rock. I would junk. agree with that, 100%. It's interesting, because, like, Soundgarden toured with Guns N' Roses before the 90s. Yeah, so there was always this mix. kind of overlap. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this abrupt thing until Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. I don't know if I classify Soundgarden as the most grungy of grunge bands, too. Like if I if I were to make like a like a pantheon of grunge or a top three, like like the the most grunge bands I can think of is probably even Alice in Chains above Nirvana, then Nirvana, like pure grungy mm-hmm. grunge. I mean they're they're both extremely grunge. Yeah. And then it'd be like a far drop to anyone else, whether it's Pearl Jam or, or right. Soundgarden or anyone yeah. else. But that's my, t- that's my knowledge. Of, like taste. I don't have the deep cuts that maybe Dan's going to bring to today's episode. <laughs> but if I, if I was being completely honest about my list, 
And I did add a little diversity just because I didn't want to just pick two different bands, like a bunch of songs from two different bands. Um, but if I was, I could easily make a top five Nirvana list and a yeah, top five yeah. Alice in Chains list. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. love every single song. Yeah. And Soundgarden. No, not for me. Absolutely for me. You don't like me. Soundgarden? I'm not a Soundgarden fan have. either. Really? The thing, it's funny. They have, they have a couple good songs. It's, it's, too rock, it's too rock for me. The thing about like Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and actually even Nirvana, I mean like, there's certain You had to songs. look at your notes to see the, the name Nirvana? No. <laughs> <laughs> there's certain songs just like with any artist for me like even my favorite artist is the Deftones I've said before there's even Deftones songs where I'm like I don't care for this song like there's no artist that I think has made perfect records like there's certain artists that have made great records where I like every track on that record but there's certain ones that I like better than the other ones sure no artist has ever put out just a catalog where all their songs are amazing. Oh, Nirvana has some pieces of shit yes. on every album, several. Yeah. yeah. Same For thing sure. with Alice in Change. Blasphemy. Same thing with Soundgarden. And so it just depends on your taste. And Sure. You know, that's just... No, I'm like the hardest core Nirvana fan you'll find. And he is correct. If you go through, like I have every track they mm -hmm. ever, ever. And yeah. some of it was so like, I got almost like experimentally noisy. Mm-hmm. And and the recording equipment back then was some of it was just awful. So it was like yeah. you get some of those rare tracks. Those recordings are so bad. Even if it was good, it was bad. Yeah. But a lot of it was was like like you say, it was almost unlistenable. Yeah. It's like you just I had to be on high and at the concert and see that craziness to enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Speaking of like, I wish I'd have seen what Guns N' Roses could have come like turned into. Dear, if there was one person I could go back and like musician, mm -hmm. I could go back and make sure that they didn't die young, just so you hit one or two more albums. By far and away, it would be Kurt Cobain. Yeah, like I would, because especially when they released that, you know, your right song. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, this song is still good. Like, yeah. so it's not like they completely ran out of ideas yeah. or hits or music. So they would have, they'd have been good for at least. One more awesome album, probably two. I, I think so. One yeah, two for was, sure. You know, you're right. Is one of my favorite Nirvana songs. Same. I almost put it on. I almost put it's it. On, I did my honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Oh, oh jinx. Jinx. jinx! Yo, I'm a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that track in a Diet Pepsi is <laughs> lotion. Ah. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our top five. Uh, we'll do a snake draft trial. Like snake draft. Damn it! I have had mush mouth. By the way. The Last three weeks, and I don't know why. <laughs> my favorite, or my the first grunge song I ever heard. Oh yeah, was, oh, yeah uh, No Rain by Blind Melon. That is not not a grunge, grunge song. They show up on grunge list. No. Then no, I'm, I'm the sad um, like I'm about to kill myself. Grunge Rooster. <laughs> I love so. Rooster I'm a big Blind else. Melon fan. I, I do love like that band. Too. They are in no way a grunge band. No. At all. Look at they the, are. Look at the Wicked. They're cool way though. Closer to like jam music oh, and oh, Grateful Dead inspired yeah. than anything. I agree, but they did show up on like the Wikipedia oh. of grunge music. They're <laughs> no, on. I, I know there was. So I was looked up Puppins. the Wikipedia of grunge music and several other lists, and there was several bands. I was like, this this band has no business being on there, but. For the most part, we talked about most of the bands before we, you know, the last week when we were planning the show. And so we've kind of agreed that, you know, we're what not going to pick. Yeah, Juan doesn't have a <laughs> list, I'm sure. No, I do, actually. <laughs> 
I, I sent it's him a grocery a list. I sent him a diet message Pepsi, this morning. Diet Pepsi yeah, and Diet, diet Pepsi. Pepsi. So I texted him this morning and I was like, hey, Juan, you have your list ready? And he texted me back, what list? And I was like, damn it. <laughs> So like, not, we've only been talking about this in the group chat for a week and a half. Don't ever, don't ever change one. Yeah, but if listeners listen, in my defense, if you've seen this group chat, it goes everywhere. I don't know what's serious or not. Well, one minute it's like I don't, I can't I can't even explain it. Oh, eighty percent of it is just jokes. So. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is real, what's not. Yeah. I was like, oh, you were serious? Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to send Juan messages. I on the take side. my list take seriously. <laughs> I was okay. not that kid in class that deciphered what was, you know, to be remembered or not. I just Half didn't the care. Time, it's, it's, I feel like Juan just comes in and he'll say something. I'm like, what is he talking about? Oh, it's like way up the text thread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's reading it as he goes and replying yeah. and then scrolling back up. <laughs> Or I think about it and reply like three hours later. Yeah, <laughs> we've deep <laughs> gone to two different subjects. <laughs> I'm like, a, I'm like, I'm the one who's not working. How the fuck do they have time to talk this much? The I, fuck's I'm going not, on? I'm not going to lie. Hey, 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 hey. If my boss ever hears this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Those group yeah. chats. He'll be okay uh, with Grand Theft Auto Mumbai, but yeah. don't let him hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hardly had time to squeeze a bowl in before the podcast. These guys are chatting for hours a day. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey, those, those texts get me through my day. No matter what day it is, I get a message and it's from the group. It makes my day better because I know something funny is coming or something interesting is coming or some good playlists or tracks or videos. It's always a bright part of the day. Or if I feel like my day was a total bust. I just can read it. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Okay, that's so what I do with porn. What? <laughs> if my day is just a bust, I'll just fucking go watch some porn. And then it is a bust. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this guy gets it. Wow, looking at bust. <laughs> Sorry, boss. So, other than blind melon, what was the first real grunge? Speaking of melons, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was probably. Um, Oh. Like, like come as you are, or smells like Teen Spirit. Or you said come as you maybe, are. Oh my uh, god, man in the box, like whatever was around during that box. Time. It's not I didn't stopping have MTV, so <laughs> I had to see it at my buddy's house. So whatever was on TRL that week. <laughs> this is TRL? really hard for me. I don't think TRL came out till like '96, uh, right? Know, whatever, I, 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 well, uh, that's the thing. So in '96, I was still super young. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still 11 years old. So. Uh, the music was, was on a major delay for me. Okay. I know, actually, I was, and that's the thing. It's like whenever I started listening, watching MTV, I was definitely at least 10 or 11, 12. And that music was already three or four years old, but it was still on the show. Oh like Bullets God. and Butterfly Wings was one of the first music videos I remember ever seeing. Mm-hmm. And that Sorry. was what? <laughs> hey, that's a cool video. So you missed out on like MTV's The Grind. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. You didn't miss are- much. You remember that one? <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the grind at the beach house. How come? How is Dan a lot older than you guys? And no, Dan, Dan's the Dan Cortez. <laughs> what the Dan, fuck? Dan's family just ha- loved him and let him have cable. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I just, no, we had, he we just had got MTV. to go outside with other kids because he wasn't homeschooled. <laughs> oh, it's a big part. That's you missed out on big... Beavis and Butthead. Uh, yeah. How else are you gonna get mixtapes, man? You got that kid at school who's always like, "Hey, man, check this shit out," and then like, yeah. you know, you missed that whole train. Well, I remember I got in trouble. That. So speaking of smashing pumpkins, gives out mixtapes. I got in trouble because <laughs> a friend of mine gave me a copy of Siamese Dream. Yeah. It was like one of the first CDs, and he didn't like it, and he gave it to me, and my dad took it away because it's selling Silver Fuck. 
Oh, <laughs> was no, on the back. Similar, very similar story. My brother, the first CD he ever bought was uh, the Melancholy and Infinite Sadness mm-hmm. uh, double CD by Smashing Pumpkins. Not he a surprise. He got it from like Sam's Goody or whatever the v- CD store was back then. Yep. And by the time my mom, I, we should have known something was up. Because like, y'all want to stop at McDonald's for ice cream? We're like, hell yeah, we do. <laughs> so she's like, here, she gave us the money to go inside and get it, which was... In hindsight, meanwhile, back at the uh, minivan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, back in the minivan, she's reading through the lyrics of the Smashing Pumpkins songs. Uh By the time we got back, she's like, we're going back. We went back to the seashore, had to return it. Oh, no, no joke. Your mom so, yeah. cared way too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was My furious. dad did that to me two times. He did that with Smashing Pumpkins mm-hmm. and with Downward Spiral by the Nine Inch Nails because mm-hmm. uh, he heard me playing Closer, <laughs> which yeah, is like a filthy fucking song. Yeah. Let's get real. But, uh, and I remember my cousin gave me a cassette tape that he made me of Beck's first record, Mellow yeah. Gold. Yeah. And oh, it yeah. has a song at the end called Motherfucker that's yeah. just like, everyone's out to get you, motherfucker. Oh. And I made sure my parents never heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I only that's listened I to it with my, headphones uh, on. Yeah. Yeah. My first my copy is straight out of Compton. It went straight out the window. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My mom ejected the tape just went... <laughs> my parents like, only found... I had one, a backup. Oh, two CDs that they didn't like. One was a Sacramento local band called... Will Haven, and they had a CD called El Diablo, and they didn't like it because it was called El Diablo. The other one was Tori Amos. The other one was Deftone's second CD, and they were like, why is this song called Labia? Mm. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) And my dad was like, Dad, not surprised you don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Mom's been complaining about that for years. (laughs) They got a hidden track called Clitoris. So then my, my parents were like, you can't keep it's this in the house. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. So I went and in my car. You got to go find it. <laughs> He's like, stop talking about my mom's vagina. <laughs> I, I do this with assholes. <laughs> I'm so oh leaving that alone. <laughs> That's actually what his dad Save it for the whole discussion. <laughs> oh, man. But no, like, you like seen, if I could have videotaped the conversation I had with my mom when she found my brother's Butthole Surfers and ICP CDs. Oh, oh my goodness. Man. It would make, I, my comedy career could have taken off at that point. You're like, just, look, you can, you can throw out the ICP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated both. As a parent, like, you know you did wrong right there. Like, you fucked up. Your kid's got an ICP CD. You're just like, damn. I fucked up. <laughs> she just couldn't get over the fact that it was like uh, in any way could possibly be construed as like a, a, a slur for gay. Like that, she was convinced that that's what they were the whole. All of the music was all about. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, nah, that's not yeah. a thing. Yeah. So onto the list. Uh, first of the top five. So I'll go first. Uh, my f- top grunge song is Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Oh, uh, not bad. Didn't make my f- list. Was definitely considered. Like, I like Come As You Are and Smells Like Teen Spirit. Teen Spirit is my one of my favorite songs to play on the oh, guitar. Oh, he's just stealing up all the glory. No, no, just I'm just saying. Every song. It's like Nirvana has so much good music, but so- Heart Shaped Box, it wasn't overplayed. And it's just a good quality song, start to finish, like a bunch of other songs. It's got a little bit of everything to it, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like as like a Nirvana song. It's got like some slow, some fast, some up, some down. It's just great. It's a masterpiece of music. I'm a big fan. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's my favorite song from that album, but it's still 
And certainly not my favorite song by them, but I get why. I mean, I get it. That's a great song. For me, part of what made me not select Smells Like Teen Spirit or Come As You Are is that they've been overplayed. And not that that makes them bad songs, but like when you hear it on the radio every hour and a half, two hours, it at least for me, if something's overplayed, it loses some of its like uniqueness and specialness. Yeah. Well, it, did, it even did for Kurt because he used to fuck that up in concert banger. on purpose. Oh yeah, he all hated the, all the time. He hated it. Yeah, uh, I hate so. when people. I hate when artists get like that. Oh, I don't like it either, but I can understand why. If you've played it a ten thousand times, you sure. Get sick I mean, of it. I get tired of jokes, and I've only been doing comedy for two years, and so I get it. Wait, you do because I compare myself to Nirvana because I'm yeah. more on the same level. But um, no, I get. If I, your I, career's I, heading that same direction, <laughs> I'm for suicide? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got about four years. <laughs> <laughs> Now, a lot of people tell me that heroin would improve my jokes. <laughs> not for me, for them. For them. Not for me. Uh, uh, it ruined your stage presence. Your jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dan, what's your number? Don't one? wear shorts on stage and always wear long sleeves. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Those flannels really came in handy. That's right. <laughs> I definitely went through that. That phase where I tied a flannel shirt around my freaking waist oh, shorts. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and was, like, it's in Texas. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. You never need an extra shirt. Nope. Once I grew out of my 80s bicycle shorts phase. Oh, as you went into <laughs> as detail. As I pointed on, out. I remember. Yeah. The, uh, the next to come in was the grunge phase. And then I moved into Jinkos and the whole nice, work. So I was, nice. I've been as a fad. I've been <laughs> fashionly <laughs> challenged my entire life. <laughs> so, Dan, what's your number one? All right. So, I... Are we going number one? I mean, is this any in any specific order? Or? I'm just going, I have like yeah, one, I have two, it three, four, five. Have like from favorite one's my favorite. favorite. Okay, so one for my favorite would be "Black Hole Sun" by Soundgarden. That's a great song. When that song came out, that's that was the really one that that got me into Soundgarden. I had heard, uh, I think, "Outshined" and "Rusty Cage," and I liked those songs, but something about "Black Hole Sun," same thing, like encapsulating what grungy music is. It's dark. It's sludgy. It's taking something and going into a weird direction with it, mm-hmm. which that I feel like that song very much does. It takes what could be a kind of traditional song structure, but there's some weird stuff happening in that song yes. with the guitar parts. Yep. The drums are great. It's, it's really oh, yeah. well recorded. It's mastered the music video for it. I would watch every time it came on and it's, it's creepy. It's psychedelic. It's cool. And I feel like that song just is everything about what grunge was. And it was kind of the watershed moment for it. It was kind of the high point because it was in like 1995, mm-hmm. uh, super unknown came out. That's my favorite Soundgarden record. And then after that is when everything started to go slightly downhill. So I feel like that's the crest. You don't think, Cobain's suicide was the crest. No, I think there were some, there were enough other bands around at that time that were still doing good stuff that, yeah, that was a pivotal moment. And that was sort of the beginning of the end or the beginning of the resolution of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it's not, that wasn't the finale. That wasn't the end point. How do you feel about the length of the song for black hole Sun, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it too. I actually have it on my, like honorable or dishonorable mentions. Just because it's way too long, in my opinion. Oh, I, I love, I, I'm somewhat monotonous. 
I can understand why you would say that. I may not necessarily agree with you, but for me, what Dan talked about, the guitar work on that song, is yeah. really, and then the chorus, the way Chris Cornell sings on that chorus, it's what makes that song for me. No, so, I think you meant to say the way he mumbles through that chorus. No, he does not. He sounds like he's singing with marbles in his mouth. Always has. I've never liked him. I have this complaint all the way through Audio Slave. But that's also kind of a style of singing if that's it, particular if he was to here right now. I tell him to his face, but he's probably somewhere he's dead. in his Hollywood man show. Yeah, he, he passed away, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> R.I.P. Dan's like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the, the distaste on Dan's face. <laughs> It was tasteless. I admit it. <laughs> no, that was almost as bad as you made a mother. <laughs> okay, Jeez. Juan, your first one. Uh, my first. It's kind of I know I I I was really deep in Nirvana, so I, I I had to put them down pretty much my entire list. I'm going to pose <laughs> out right now about that. But uh, born in a junkyard, it was probably one of my favorite tracks they ever did because it's it, for those of you who haven't heard it. It's like pure Nirvana, like early when it was. It's really angsty. It's slow, then it's fast. It's got a lot. The recordings aren't great of this track, mm-hmm. but I just really love the song. And although I don't have any uh, that I know of any video of of them playing it, I can just imagine it by seeing other footage. And I just I would have loved to have seen and witnessed them play that song because it's just to me it was just that pure angst and anger and wildness and feedback of grunge that I, that I really liked, like not the surface stuff. Cause I mean, let's face it. Nevermind was a studio album that they made to be put on the radio and they were, it was successful at doing that, but it wasn't their level of grunge. Their level of grunge was, was, you know, steps beyond that. So, uh, but that, that's my favorite track from the whole genre. What? Born in a junkyard. So if, if Juan's choosing songs that are non-singles, can yeah. I change some of my answers? <laughs> What's a non-single? <laughs> I mentioned this in the group chat. Yeah, and I don't think no. It has answer. a couple of names. No, I did. What's I the said we were going to pick a, singles. What's the difference between a song and a single? Oh, a single is a song that was made for, or that was picked to be played on the radio. Oh no, that doesn't should matter at all. It's your favorite songs. Your favorite songs. I just was trying to because like I, with Nirvana, one of the junk I probably wouldn't have been uh, a big push single. Never even heard it's of it. It's more yeah, it's more of a rare track. But I, it, I was gonna say otherwise, you, if with Nirvana especially, you can get into like B sides and rarities that people have never heard of. Yeah, I kind of I kind of changed a lot of my answers because otherwise it'd be stuff that you just wouldn't know yeah. at all. And so I wanted <laughs> to try and keep it to stuff that most people have heard. Yeah, I would have, but I'm just I'm just too hardcore for them. So what if you also wrote your list while we were setting up for the podcast? Yeah. (laughs) What if we go around and if you have a song that's a single, that's your pick, but you also have one in mind that's an obscure one that would be your pick. You can say BB2. That's fine. Because with this, yeah, we got all day. We got all day. Okay, good. (laughs) There is going to be an honorable mention at the end. Yeah, that's okay. I have non-honorable mention choices. Oh my! Because my honorable mentions are all singles too. Fair. All right. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Do okay. Whatever so want. do whatever the fuck you want, Dan. <laughs> Your favorite. You cooked for so. You can do yeah. All right. I'm gonna go yeah, with so celebrity Adam's pick. Celebrity skin by Hole, number one spot. Really? No, of course not. Uh, I. <laughs> oh, damn! That was out. my number two. <laughs> I, was I was about, to, I was about to, to leave. That was, <laughs> that was strictly for the reaction. I got what I wanted. Um, no violent face. <laughs> so I have been, I've had a long standing belief in catch. I catch a lot of shit from people who are like diehard, deep 
fans of genres that they go they go for the deep cuts mm-hmm. like oh i don't like the it's overplayed which is a valid a valid reason for it not to be your favorite i suppose but i am of the belief that cream rises to the top oh my god and if it was great i would have heard it most likely or most people would like it or a large group would like it. So I am unapologetic about all my picks. I'm just setting that up right now. Because my number one pick is Smells Like Teen Spirit. And y'all can go fuck yourselves. It is no, a no, banger I, to this it is, day. It's a banger. It is. A, it is. It, so that's one of the few songs that will actually get your adrenaline It's up. a great song. It's great. It's my favorite grunge song. Like I said, It has longevity, too. Because my son, when he graduated a couple of years ago... Is it high? You know, this is way beyond. They've long since been. Kurt's been dead for years. Yeah. And it was in a, a very conservative school, and they were doing something about the evils of rock music. And it, all of a sudden, this song, the track comes on, the whole class starts singing every lyric. Yeah, that's These awesome. kids yeah. have no idea who he was. Like, that just really shocked. I was so happy when I heard that. The song, <laughs> as like, soon as it hits, yeah. it comes out, it comes out yeah. with a bang. That yeah. guitar intro is awesome. And then whenever like everything hits, yeah. it's fucking it's a great song. It's got the quiet, loud, quiet, yeah. loud thing that they stole from the Pixies, according to Kurt. Yep. Which I, I love the Pixies. Um, but apparently they're not grunge either. But um they are that song has just got everything I could ask for in a song. Now, but when you say you love the Pixies, do you only listen to their singles? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is it just like Where's yeah, My Mind? I don't and listen to Monkey this. Gone to Heaven and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that Where is My Mind? Uh Hey, Caribou, you know, the good stuff. So just you're the, number two. Just the greatest hits. Yeah, no. I am fully up front with that. And I say that about I've been saying that for years. Give me the hits. I don't need to overthink this. Adam's Adam, waiting for the Time Life Grunge yeah. Collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for that Croce Time yeah. Life Collection. There's <laughs> only two tracks ne- on it. Never in my life can I remember somebody like, oh, there's this deep cut from this band. You know a lot of their music. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? That's interesting that I didn't hear this song. And they play it for me. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. How did I miss this? Nine times out of ten, it's Oh, yeah, this song sucks. I see why nobody likes it. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> it's a, the cream will rise to the top to the to an extent. We're gonna we're gonna disagree. On Agree that. to disagree. <laughs> I, yeah, like I, said, I do like I smells like Teen Spirit. Look. It's a good song. I I like the I like the nonsensical lyrics of mm-hmm. it. Oh, it's, it was yeah. the first song I ever learned to play on guitar. Um, which for, I'm sure like so every guitar easy. player is like one of the first so songs they ever learned. But that's there's something that's great in the easiness yes. of it. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's got some space between the notes. It's not overly busy. It thing fucking grooves. Super like, stylistic. So I'm yeah. not going to beat you up on that one. I think it's a solid no. choice. Oh, I, you, I, you can try thing, to beat me up all you want. The only thing I'm beating you up on is your whole cream rises to the top bullshit. Yeah, that's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> name me, like, name me, like, so actually... Against that mm-hmm. logic, like the Pixies, I'd never heard of them until Fight Club came out. And whereas my mind's like, that's, <laughs> you can look it up. That revitalized their entire career. That's, that's a real thing. So they, like, they were all broken up and like done. Then Fight Club comes out. That song's a huge hit. Like, who is this band? And people start looking into them like, oh, this band's badass. They're awesome. I love the Pixies. So that definitely revitalized their career. Yeah. But I had no idea who they were. So I guess. Cream didn't really rise to the top long enough to stay. I mean, they were early 90s, uh, late 80s, early 90s. But um, name me a band 
or a song that nobody knows of where I play it and instantly I'm like, holy shit. Okay, How did but, I not hear but this? See, that's the thing. It's subjective to you and your taste. So I can find songs that are deep cuts, and I know other people that have similar tastes in music, and I can say to like some of my friends, like, hey, Rosemary by Deftones. Hey, I haven't heard it before, but I know they love Deftones. They're going to love that song because Maybe. they have a certain appreciation for, a similar appreciation for the music that I appreciation do. Appreciation should not play into it in my t- in my opinion y'all can have y'all's but it's opinion. not playing like, into it like i, if I want you it to show be me- pleasant on the ears i don't care how many people have heard it yeah. or how but if you show me a pixie song that's a deep cut that you like i don't even like the pixies but if it's a good song i will give you i will tell you honestly oh it's a good song and mm-hmm. if i don't like it i'll tell you i don't like it but, but there's no, it's nothing to me whether how many great songs went missed you think what percentage it depends on well for great, me great not good great, great. lots yeah because tons. there are th- thousands because not only not every great musician becomes famous not every great musician gets oh, their I stuff agree. played also like there's great tracks by many great artists that don't get the recognition that they deserve nirvana included tons of bands get that like i even think that some of the alice and change stuff that were not as popular probably didn't get the recognition that they deserve every artist i think probably is at least a couple songs that never really got the recognition they deserved yeah, well, yeah, a lot of times when you listen great. to them talk about their albums, okay, they'll say the track that the made Pops it. The Garden was the one great. That, the track that like yeah. blew up for them was the one they were gonna like. Well, we weren't even sure if we were gonna put it on the album, mm-hmm. and then that's always the one that like kicks off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will so, say yeah. I agree that y'all's opinion is completely just as valid as mine. Yeah, I just think I'm just had to give this preamble because I know how shitty people can be to me whenever <laughs> I pick hits, and then like, oh. It's like you're, you're just, just when you pick shit like unsophisticated. Crunchy. Like no, I I know what my ears enjoy. No, no, I, we're just teasing you. <laughs> we have fun here. <laughs> we do. So your second terrible here. pick, yeah. uh, "Down in a Hole" by Alice in Chains. Ooh, okay. strong one. Super yeah. dark song. Yeah, obviously, just yeah. based on the title, you can probably tell it's one of my honorable mentions but, for sure. Oh my god! I and mean, I was going through this angsty phase and everything, but that song, I would listen to it like every day. And that song is dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. But his Lane Staley and um, uh, what's his Gary name? Cantrell. Jerry Cantrell. The way they sing together is haunting. Is the best way I would describe it. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So that I love is that a- there's there's peaks of different Alice in Chains songs. You're not sure who's who. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. that seamless between yeah. the two of them. It's so yes. good. It's fantastic. And that song. It's just gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. That whole album is probably one of the darkest experiences of listening to music. Dirt yeah, uh, that yep. came out. Oh, I love Dirt. It's so fantastic, love but like, dirt. my gosh, is it just bleak. Yeah. But you that, know what it is, though? It's like, real oh, yeah. masculine. Dirt, it's you really masculine like heroin? music. No, we love heroin. Yeah, we and that song is like... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, enough it's, of this about a girl like, bullshit. Or about, <laughs> no, it is, it is all about like... you're fucking down in a hole. <laughs> what's that? Or, There's like a lyric on that album from one of the songs where he's like, what's your drug of choice? Well, what have you got? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's Juan, my number two. It's a good pick. Juan, what's your second pick? Actually, Lithium. No, okay. Nice. Ah, all right. That was in my original top five for sure. There's a lot. There's a lot to it, but uh, like I was diagnosed as bipolar back around the time this track came out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I got prescribed like a shit ton of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
And so it has kind of a special spot for me. <laughs> I hear the doctors don't know why it works to this day. It oh, I don't works. know. They just they heaped it on me in shovels full, man. <laughs> I don't know that it helped any. <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's a YouTube rabbit hole I went down. Yeah, like doctors, like I said, to this day, do not know why it works. They just know it works. Interesting. And it's just like basically huge, it's salt. Prescribed like crazy. It's just oh like yeah, salt. It's still, yeah, it's put a little lithium on horrible. your steak if uh, you're so feeling good. so inclined. I'll try that. Crack <laughs> a capsule. I'll put, just mix shake it with it my mayonnaise with before I put it on exactly. the steak. <laughs> Sear it right in there. That's right. <laughs> do you have any kosher lithium in the back? <laughs> Gotta ask Dan for that. Just, <laughs> he grew up Catholic. I just picture somebody taking it again with the mood swings. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why Nirvana. We're a perfect fit for a bipolar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we're all getting kids. <laughs> Oh. Dad, your second favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's hilarious. Uh, so, if I can backtrack though to my first pick, just because I I feel like I want to mention this, hands down, I love Soundgarden. I only picked one of their songs because I wanted to have a good diverse lineup. But my favorite Soundgarden song of all time was on that playlist that I made for you. Uh-huh. It's Gun, and it's on their 1999, al- 1989 album, uh, Louder Than Love, mm-hmm. and it's such a cool song. It wouldn't ever make it as a single because it's the lyrics are a little controversial, mm-hmm. um, and it's got a sense of humor to it, but it's, so, it's such a cool song because it starts off with that same kind of heavy, slow, sludgy thing, but as the song goes up, the tempo keeps increasing uh-huh. and increasing and increasing, and by the time it's at the midpoint of the song, it's gone from like this slow, dirgy rhythm to pretty much being like a punk hardcore song. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome because they just keep building and building and building and building. And it's so cool. So that's my, that was my first pick out outside of black hole sun. Um, my second pick was heart shaped box for nice. Nirvana, which is out of all their singles. Mm-hmm. I was kind of looking at it from that lens. That's my favorite song that they released as a radio single. My favorite Nirvana song. That's not a radio single is a tie between territorial pissings. Mm-hmm. Oh, good track. Because I love the way Kurt's voice just completely deteriorates at the end of that song and it gets so noisy and gross. Um, and then the B side, uh, it's actually called, I hate myself and want to die to die. Yeah, uh, man, which I think is, it's first of all, it's a really good song and it's, it's dirty and it's kind of like, like that in utero style, Nirvana, where it's like just sloppy playing and it's not as cleanly produced as Nevermind was. Right. Oh, I um, love it. And I just think it's nuts how like hindsight being what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like they wrote a song called I Hate Myself and Want to Die. And everybody was like, just okay with it. Yeah. You know, I guess and they now, thought he was being funny or whatever. If you he were was not playing Adam, yeah. he was, what Nirvana song? He was being gun in cheek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Dear God. I'm sorry. Oh my. <laughs> Kurt, as a hardcore fan, just let you know, I Man. still love you. And, uh, uh, if you were to ask me, Adam, what would two people who pride themselves on deep cuts pick as their favorite Nirvana song? I would instantly say Heart Shaped Box. Why is that? That's because it is like their their most artistic achievement mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Like that, this is like it's not polished. Like never mind's all polish. Yeah, and yeah. like heart shaped box is like oh, that's when that was their art artistic uh, achievement. Mm-hmm. And heart shaped box was 
the most successful of that song of that CD. And it's such a creepy music a video song. too. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so song. creepy. The lady in that like anatomy suit. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, territorial yeah. pissing? Really? <laughs> I just hear Juan go, oh yeah. That's on like my definitely uh bottom five. Uh, I have a couple I can put in because I have like a Nirvana slot. We'll get to it later. Okay. And that was definitely one of them. Like, what is likable about that song? <laughs> what? Territorial pissing. It's the opposite of likability. And that's what I like about it. <laughs> yeah. It goes the other way. It's, it's, let's take something that's accessible and easy on the ears and go in the complete opposite direction. And it's abrasive. And, and you it's don't sharp. like whole- that's their whole catalog. Yeah, but they're trying to do the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's the that's the thing. Don't the difference play. is Hole's trying to make something that sounds good and fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think True. something that's shrill is something that's shrill. doesn't matter if you're doing it on purpose or not. <laughs> and Terrell Till pissing I like is a lot shrill of noisy music, too. Yeah, he tweets his own. I like a lot of stuff. <laughs> After I shit on your dick. Yeah, tweets his own. Tweets his own. I mean, it's no... Mu- it's, Feel it's free no, to go uh, hard at my taste. Yeah. <laughs> it's no Blind Melon, but... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blind Melon. Okay, so my second favorite... Adam likes that song because his life is really plain. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Yes. Nice. <laughs> my sec- Look, if you don't like my point of view... <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know the next word. God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> I did notice you had that bee suit in your closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... My second favorite just barely made it under the wire. It was released in 1995. I'll stick around by Foo Fighters. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Did we talk about this in the group chat? What? I don't think the Foo Fighters are grunge. Well, I don't know you I anything. I think their first They're album less grunge than grunge. Pumpkins. Uh, they might, they're just rock, in my opinion. They're... They're post for sure. Album that he's talking about, their, their first, first record, mm-hmm. I would say is is still a grunge record. Yeah. What's the song again? I'll stick around. Yeah, it's that's why when I said grunge. I don't know you anything, that was the yeah. Class. I don't think that oh. any of their other albums sound like that. Like they hadn't no. found their sound yet. Once, that was still like leftovers from. Well, like Dave Grohl talked about it. He talked about that first album he did. He said he and it was after Kurt died, and he was just angry and sad and devastated. It's a great album. It's a, it's a fantastic album, and it was just all emotion. The recording quality is pretty bad. You can yeah. tell they just went into like a studio and just recorded it all as quickly as possible. Like he said in his mind, he still thinks of it as a demo. Mm. It was just a demo record, but it's one of my favorites. Like as Foo Fighters progressed, I liked them less. I really Yeah, liked, me too. I really liked that first record and I'll stick around is just a great track. It's heavy, it's hard. I'd go check it out. I'm actually like it's, it cuz I it's like, a good song. It's, it's a great it's, song. Um uh, After that really album, I just didn't like him anymore. Really, I didn't like the new side. No, that for me. And then, um, and he's kind of—I mean, I think that song's about telling Courtney Love "fuck you," but <laughs> as he should, she, the way she's hoarding all of his like, there's still recordings that have not been released right. of Nirvana music. Yeah, it infuriates me. Like, what is your end game? Right. Yeah. And that—I mean—he hasn't. I don't think he's came out and directly said that, but I'm pretty sure that song's about her. And then. Um, Maybe that's her end game. Maybe there's some songs that are like anti Courtney. You're talking about Kurt talking about how miserable he is that and how much he be. hates his wife. Yeah, I don't and know. And she's like, Yeah, this isn't, I'm not going to release this until I can cash in yeah. or just never. Or just never release it. That would be yeah. a very Yoko slash Courtney yeah. thing to do. So then my third favorite. Sorry. 
Oh, no worries. My third favorite is Sex Type Thing by Stone Temple Pilots. Nice. Fuck yeah. Nice. Oh, good track. I that's love that's STP. my favorite STP song for sure. It's, yeah, it's up. There's a lot of good STP stuff. That album is one of the greatest grunge albums, in my opinion. It's just a solid grunge album. That song goes hard. Mm-hmm. It's, I can listen to that album just over and over. It's so good. Uh, Dan, your third. My third is Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. Okay. So same kind of thing. Um, about, was it 1994 was when Purple came out. Mm-hmm. Core, there's there's this, we used to argue this all the time in college, me and my group of friends, which is better, Core by Stone Temple Pilots or Purple by Stone Temple Pilots? And it was always like split 50-50. People are either like, I love Core and Purple is just okay, or they're like me where I'm like, Core is good, but Purple is a masterpiece record. You talked about records where every single track start to finish is, is a banger. That's one of my perfect yes. records is Purple by Stone Temple Pilots. I can listen to that today, start to finish, all the way through, and I don't think I skip any tracks. I don't think there's any points where I go, this is really a low, they should have cut this. It's a lean, mean record. It's just great. And Big Empty, I like because it's so moody. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of thing. It's moody. It's got some interesting things musically going on with it. It's got a catchiness to it. Um it was on the Crow soundtrack, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sorry, but as far as like being influenced by popular culture, that's one soundtrack played a very pivotal role in my musical taste in 1994 when it came out. It got me into The Cure. It got me into Pantera, Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and then boom, here in the middle of it was Stone Temple Pilots. I have a friend who unironically, that's his favorite movie of all time. The Crow? Oh, no, the movie Based on its merits... It's merits. merits? (laughs) Trust me, I've had this conversation a lot. Does your friend listen to this podcast? Uh, Not that I know of. It's a terrible movie. (laughs) Oh, he he admits that like I get that a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, but and he he just dies on that hill. It's like I just love it. Dies on that hill like like Brandon Brandon Lee. Lee? Just oh. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Look, he's not stunting with his take. He's dead serious. Oh too much? I've been around you too long. <laughs> he's desensitized. <laughs> Shitty friend. your yeah. third favorite. <laughs> We've just been making jokes about dead artists all I know. show. <laughs> is, that kind of, is that kind of podcast? <laughs> It's crazy. Wait, wait do we get till yeah. No, it's Brandon Lee. Wait, do we get till Adam's one, Adam's hot this. take on Leonard I Skinner? I decided to. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's that? I decided smell? to make it a little oh, more diverse, so I'm, I threw in uh, Nutshell. What? Allison Chains. Uh, oh, okay. it's a great song. Nutshell, yeah. excellent song. Do you prefer Just the like, live version from Unplugged? No, actually, I prefer the Unplugged. So you do. So yes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so when you said no, what you meant to say is yes. yes. That was the weed talking. Sorry. <laughs> Man, no, I just well, liked it because it was unplugged? different. It was different. Who had the better And that was the part Nirvana of Alice in Chains, Alice in Chains. that I liked a lot was like that they were, but they, man, some of the most beautiful music ever made, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's what I just loved. Like, Sorry, I thought you were finished. No, no, it's like pure. I can understand like Adam liking them because that's like some serious man chill shit. 
Yeah, I just, just really deep, man. Yeah. Takes you places. That's what I absolutely loved about the Unplugged, uh, did the idea of it. Is you a lot of people are like, oh, these bands are just screaming, they're just they're just banging their right. guitars, head banging, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then you the two best unplugs that I've ever heard, which I haven't heard them all by any stretch, are Nirvana and Alice in Chains. You can mm-hmm. pick one or one A, they're both highlight how awesome these songs are, how good these artists are. And it's like you don't need to have all the loud noise and the production to still be show that this is an amazing song. Yeah. What's crazy yeah, about right. some of those Nirvana unplugged tracks are better to me than the, the studio release versions of them. I yeah. like them that much. Yeah. What's, what's really cool about those two specifically out of all the unplugged series. Cause remember they did them for like everybody. Yeah. Pearl jam had an unplugged concert kiss. L O cool J. Ugh. Those are everybody's two favorites. And then when you go and watch people talk about it, the kind of behind the scenes stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's, there's two accounts for both of those concerts that they almost didn't happen. Interesting. For similar drugs, reasons, for, for for drugs and just kind of tumultuosity within the band, um, tumult. What are, what's the word? I don't know. Tumultuous. 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 In within the band. So in the Nirvana Turn one, I watched well. a special on it where they were talking to the crew that was producing it, and they rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed, and they were talking about how bad everything sounded, and Damn. they couldn't get whatever it was to fit and crack. And they were really worried that it was going to be this train wreck of a live thing that they were going to show on MTV. And they said something happened that as soon as they hit roll is just this magic came out of them and they turned it around and it's like one of the best performances outside of just being unplugged. That's just a, such a good performance of a group together. And then the Alice in Chains one was Lane Staley was so addicted to heroin at that time. His teeth, were starting to fall out mm-hmm. and he hadn't been out of his house in so long that they were worried yeah. he wasn't going to be able to sing. And they like, really, they brought him up there. He wasn't walking. He yeah, was, he was on weak. Like a freaking he rocking was, chair. Uh, yeah. He was like barely moving. They get him up on the little stool or whatever. And he, he does it, but there's a couple Killed of songs it. that you listen to on that record. I forgot which ones it is specifically. It might be like down in a hole. It might be another one. You can hear he has a lisp mm-hmm. and it's because he's missing his front row of teeth now. It's like yeah. super sad, but my God, like the same thing, what a performance you get yeah. out of that. If there's any concert I could have been live at, it would have been Nirvana unplugged over anything. Oh, dude, I, I would have paid some dirty amount of the money to, to have been there. I would have, my, so I, I mentioned this to you guys before I used to live next to a guy who was a rock journalist mm-hmm. in Seattle at the time that grunge broke and he wrote a lot of pieces for it. He used to get interviewed by it and he, me and him used to sit around and drink beer and he would tell stories. And one of the best stories I ever heard him tell goes back to our conversation about spinal tap that apparently the prop, the movie prop of Stonehenge from the spinal tap movie made its way to Seattle somehow Uh and was like in this, it is just, was before spinal tap was like a big cult following. It was in the late eighties. Everybody had seen the movie somehow was in the, in this place and he was hanging out with the bass player from Pearl Jam, Jeff Amont, and they stole the Stonehenge prop and like <laughs> spray painted it a whole bunch of neon colors and went to where Soundgarden was performing and lowered it <laughs> from the balcony nice. in the middle of Soundgarden's performance and like everybody started to crack up and it like totally took him out of the moment of the show. I was like, that's the concert I would want to go to. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So uh, who was pick was that? That was Wands. Yeah, yeah. yeah that because yeah, yeah. so I said Yeah, sorry. So on that same tip that uh, Dan was mentioning, like a song that would would never be on the radio mm-hmm. that I just love uh, is a Allison Chain song called "Real Thing." Have you ever heard that? That's yeah. not gonna be my pick, but that song, the live version specifically of that song, goes hard as fuck. Um, but I think the the studio version is like a fraction of the power you get out of the live version. Yeah. All right. So my number uh, three is wood by Allison chains. Such Solid. a good song. Same album. Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Excellent. I played bass in the intro. I was obsessed with that intro. <laughs> and that's that also was... the bass intro that every guitar player knows too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when we're playing with other musicians, we're like, let me see your bass for a minute. We go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets it. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, just to make us a, a bass player feel like shit. You're like, oh yeah, I'm just doing. Like, if you, you really want to show off, you play "Higher Ground" by the Chili yeah. Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that slap, slap pop thing that was uh, over my head, but that song uh, just such a good groove. Like a really good song, interesting, like from start to finish. Yeah, uh, I just I just love it. It's a good song. That's such a cool closeout to that album. Yeah, too. exactly. Another thing that's an underrated thing that for people who used to listen to whole albums mm-hmm. like now it's all tracks which plays to my my tastes but like you couldn't listen to like the end of certain beatles albums because the tracks were all part of a, like a collection mm-hmm. like in the end or carry your weight uh golden slumber and in the end all three of those i just put them in reverse order but <laughs> if you listen to it on itunes you get like a fraction of a song you're like what the fuck is this if you listen to it on an album or even a CD that's yeah. not on shuffle, you get the whole feel. Yeah. And that's an underrated thing uh, was picking where to put a song in your album to have like a good kick, something mellow, something to get you ramped back up. But yeah, Wood, all time great last great uh, last track. Your number four. Is going to be Come As You Are by Nirvana. Yes. Ugh. I picked two songs from t- two different albums, <laughs> two different artists, or, or through our fourth, I've had two artists on here. <laughs> but it goes to what I was saying earlier. Like, for me, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. The two best grunge bands, for me, mm-hmm. are far and away Alice in Chains and Nirvana. And I have a deep uh, honorable mention for both of them. Okay. still a lot of tracks. I have that, a deep honorable mention for Nirvana, for sure. Yeah. So Come As You Are... It's excellent. I actually, it was, I had it on my list as Come As You Are or Lithium. Cause I love, both. those are both like my second favorite song by them. Uh, there's a lot that we go into, but I had to go with one. I, I mean, I just love this song and Come As You Are was so unique when I heard it. Mm-hmm. And the guitar is like, it's, I think it was like an illusion cause the video's got that water falling mm-hmm. and I was like, this guitar sounds like it's like in the water. What the hell's going on? Yeah. But like I said, I think it's just, I was young and I was mixing it together, but it was such a weird sound for the guitar to have that little, like a real deep guitar sounding, uh, for, I'm, I'm sounding like an idiot, but no, it's the chorus effects in the guitar too. That's what yeah. gives it that sound. It just, it's got a really badass solo mm-hmm. for yeah. like Nirvana, not necessarily known for their solos, but a really cool solo in the, like towards the towards the end. But I don't think they get credit for their solos. But they always had guitar solos in their yeah. songs, and they were always like really good. Yeah, like they fit the song. It's, yeah. It wasn't. Um, 
overly virtuosic or show offy. Yeah. It was just it was what was needed. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that in a guitar solo. That's what I would prefer. I don't need to be super intricate like Layla, like Dwayne Allman or whatever. It was just a simple like like yeah. It it's better to be catchy than the technically the best guitar solo. Like fuck Eddie Van Halen, even though Eruption's still badass. But I don't need shredding. Give me something stylistic and cool and catchy, and it doesn't have to be meshed together. You can hear as it transitions. Yeah. Juan, you're number four. Well, I had Big Cheese by Nirvana, but that's probably a track that's a little less known. So I'll go with Senseless Apprentice off in Utero. Okay. That's the opener, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I really like, I love that whole album, but I like that kickstart. It's just a really good track. For those of you who haven't listened to it, check out In Utero because that, that album's bad. It's a great album. You think it's better it's than Nevermind? It's probably Never the Mind? most pure form yes. of Nirvana that I like. I do think it's better than Nevermind. And I'm not saying Nevermind isn't a good album. There's a, quite a few stinkers on that album. It's still a, oh, there's quite I a few disagree. stinkers on Nevermind as there well. There is but. on both, but... Oh, not for me, man. I listen to both through and through. Sing, sing along, man. I, uh, In Utero is just a great album. Uh, Dan, you're fourth. What I like about In Utero, there's... there's uh, there's two records that recently they kind of remixed mm-hmm. and the remixed versions of them are so much better. And utero is one of them. Steve yep. Albini really? remixed some of his tracks mm-hmm. and it's, it's updated. He just took the same recordings and just varied up like the levels and kind of remastered it and stuff. And it sounds so I have good. the vinyls of those remasters. It's insane. It's so good sounding. And the other one is 10 by Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Brendan O'Brien went back and did an alternate mix of that. You and me and Adam were talking about that not too long back. Uh, and that version of 10 is so much better than the 1991 version of 10. It sounds like just a good rock band versus like they took all the reverb out of the drums and stuff. So Yeah, there's a lot. It's a better recording, too. It really is. Yeah. So my number four is Say Hello to Heaven by Temple of the Dog. I wanted to have a Temple of the Dog song on there. I know oh, their nice. two singles were that and Hunger Strike. Hunger Strike's awesome, but Say Hello to Heaven is, you talked about like just emotional stuff, Juan. That song just hits me in the feels all the way. And like mm-hmm. the story behind it, how Chris Cornell was roommates with Andy Wood when he died yeah. and stuff like that. And the, like the story I heard, I have no idea if this is true, but like Andy Wood from Mother Love Bone was in a coma and they were waiting. They were going to take him off life support. And Chris Cornell flew in, and they kept him on life support just enough time. I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, just for enough time for him to come and say goodbye. And then they, you know, took yeah. him off. And, and the original happened. unplugged. And uh, oh shit! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It came to my mind. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I feel like a bad person. No, no, man. That is that is right where you oh should be. My God. I mean, and as I'm going a respective, to uh, no, no, no. That's gold, man. What are you talking about? I love this shit. Love oh, that track. I love, love the man. But that's oh just plain. That's, that's so just terrible. plain fucking funny. There's no getting around that. Yeah, that's funny. God damn. Yeah. So <laughs> my fourth favorite. God damn. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, follow that. <laughs> Uh, my fourth favorite I, I almost didn't say it. is <laughs> Wood by Alice in Chains. Nice. nice. 
And it's because the in, not just the intro, but that intro and then the verses, the way they're harmonizing together is eerie, and you can't tell who's who. It and it builds the chorus, and it builds the end, builds the solo. It's just a, it's a perfect song. Yeah, I love the ending too. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by like to close out that record. It's just. Yeah. And I'm a big so fan good. of that. Like the, just tear it all back and just have just boom. Yeah. In your face. And then my fifth favorite is might be a controversial one, but I love this song. I don't like pretty much anything else the band ever did, but this one song I will always love tomorrow by silver chair. <laughs> and really? Dan That's made the look I knew he was going to make because I know Dan hates silver chair. Yeah. <laughs> Australia is a land of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is I'll the say. land down under. <sighs> I've uh, the guitar, this vocals. I just love that song. It's a. Gr- I've, I you just named ha- the two things I hate about that song. <laughs> 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 Your fifth. Hey, we're just gonna do <laughs> plow through. Do better. I saved so I saved my Alice in Chain song for fifth, and I I went through the whole roster. Like my God, how do you choose one? Um, so I picked Man in a Box uh, yeah. for a lot of the same reasons. The way that that song starts, it's the two hits on the snare, don't don't, and then the groove launches, and it's so identifiable. I can oh, hear yeah. those two notes on a snare drum, and without anything else, and know that man in a box is starting, and I'm about to get psyched. And at every from that point on, what I love about that song is it just maintains mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. steady groove through the whole thing. It's got those bluesy nods in the middle. It showcases Lane Staley's vocals in a really cool way. He's hitting some insanely high notes. It's got the good harmonies. I mean, all the kind of trademark Alice and Chains things that we like. Uh, a f- fucking ripping guitar solo. It's just everything in there. I love it top to bottom. Good yeah. Fun. Oh, I love it too. Interesting that you're willing to pick Alice and Chains, Alice and Chains' most commercially successful song. Yeah, but not Nirvana's. But there's some because there, I don't know why there's something it about is a great that song. one. I'm just fucking with you. It's got enough dissonance in it that I still kind of. It seems like a more honest I track. Like I though. almost avoided picking Man in the Box for that reason. Like it was like the, it's it's an amazing song, uh, but it is by far like their most commercially successful song. Yeah, it really is. And I was like, oh, would I be? Would they get on to me? For this, because I can go hard for for uh, why I like "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I think that's far and away Nirvana's best song. Like Alice in Chains, there's so many that are clumped up in there that are all amazing that I I could justify "Man in the Box" being like my top five for mm-hmm. sure, maybe even top three. But that's why I, if if I had to pick between Nirvana and Alice in Chains, I think the highs of Nirvana are slightly higher. Than Alice in Chains, but the lows of Nirvana are well below the lows of Alice in Chains. And I think there's more like in that top three, top seven, if I were to make a top 10, that would be Alice in Chains than Nirvana for sure. Eh, I wouldn't say for sure. It's really close. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to pick a Pearl Jam song at some point. Like if I had more of a, if we, even if we had six, I would probably mm-hmm. have a Pearl Jam song in there too. Um, but I had to, we could have 20 it. and I may have one. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have 20. I won't have one. Not a big. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit one, later. I was say, you, you should love Pearl Jam. They got tons of radio play. <laughs> <laughs> it was already mentioned, but it's there's a, really, a reason a why point. I just had to put it on the list. Uh, you know you're right because oh, it was yeah. like later into the creating as a Nirvana fan, like we kind of thought it was over. And then yeah, I remember buying that box set. It's like the silver yeah. box mm-hmm. book set, whatever, when it came out. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to buy this anyways. And then I heard that track and I was like, yeah, man, I missed that. That's exactly what I needed. And I just, I loved that track. And I've, I've listened to that album many, many times. And it's not an album that probably a lot of people would listen to because it's kind of just like a bunch of shit thrown together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that particular track, I think it reminded people of why they are Nirvana and why they were so important. Mm-hmm. And as a fan, it just made me feel like they weren't gone forever. Because for me, I, I seriously, as a fan, like I said, when Kurt died, I was like 20. Like, it it was a big deal to me. It, it really affected me. I'd never had, like, a musician or somebody die where it actually, I gave a shit. Like, it fucked me up. And it was, it was, it fucked up a lot of people because it was so abrupt and unexpected. And because uh, he was murdered by his bitch ass wife. But anyways, <laughs> have you watched the documentary? My opinion, about that? just my. I've watched every documentary there is probably. Yeah, there's one. What, but, the yeah. hot take about that. I still like. I understand like they were getting divorced and Courtney wanted money. I still am not sold on the fact that he was murdered. Oh, I'm not sold on it at all. The dude was as someone who suffers suicidal from depression. His life. Like. After doing some research into it myself, just out of pure curiosity, the dude had depression issues his whole life. And as someone who knows what that's like, like from what I've read and listened to other people talk about Kurt in his life, he had it on a scale I can't even fathom. Yeah. So I can completely understand why this dude would kill himself at the peak of his fame. Like uh, several articles I read, people. Like, I can I can understand that. Logic. He never wanted to be big, right? He didn't want the to be big. In the world. He 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 had a very he, he he almost like lamented the fact of his success. Yeah, for sure, and his fame, and like yeah, he did not enjoy fame. No, and his family hit like Courtney's family, his manager, other friends. They were all like, "Oh no, he would never do this." And I, and then, but you go talk to Dave Grohl or what are the other dude, Nirvana. I can't remember his name. Chris Novoselic. Yeah, they're Novoselic. They was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he they they don't." doubt for a second then he killed himself those dudes spent tons of time with him they knew him they were they were they like, were in on it man huh they were in no on they it? were not in on it like <laughs> like as someone who understands those thoughts and how you feel you owe me an explanation david Grohl. huh <laughs> but it's told david Grohl and he's explained shit to <laughs> but see like Plus, you. It's just hard that, as a Nirvana fan. You just don't want it to no, be that see, way. That's the and it probably, you don't it probably want it to be was because he's your. I hero. don't want it to be. So I just don't exactly. accept it. I want it to be a murder. I don't want it to be that it often sounds because it fucking hurt too bad as a fan. Right. I know that sounds selfish. It is, but no, I, but, but I understand it why is, you're saying that. And but I think dude, that's it why fucking a lot of sucked. people have gone on to the Courtney killed Kurt, you know, bandwagon or that conspiracy theory. Like I don't buy into it. Like, do I think it's feasible that? He was murdered? Yeah, of course. People do terrible stuff to each other, especially spouses. Is it feasible? Yeah, but like 
I heard someone say, oh, well, the gun barrel was too long. Just out of pure curiosity, I went and looked at the model of the gun and how long the barrel was. You can shoot yourself in the mouth with that gun. For sure. Your arms are long enough. Is it hard? Mm, it may be a little bit of a stretch, but it's not like it's not when you got that heroin flexibility. Man. Exactly. It's real <laughs> limber right now. Yeah, I mean, just... So the the thing he got is, into yoga that is so fucked up. <laughs> that is so fucked up. I can stretch further than I ever did. So mellow, like what? But I, so like, oh my god. I I think like after honestly assessing it, I think it's more likely and true that he did kill himself. And I think a lot of people just don't want to believe he did because they loved him. And I understand yeah, exactly. why. The guy was a brilliant musician. We should well, play Clue. <laughs> the game. <laughs> For who killed Kurt, who Cobain. killed Kurt Cobain? It was Dave Grohl with the monkey wrench. <laughs> <In> the <attic. laughs> uh, but uh, another thing on top of that that I've heard because obviously I've watched a ton of documentaries, yeah. and, and YouTube videos, is he had that like this crippling stomach problem his entire life, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like yep. heroin was like the only thing that made it go away, yeah. And then there he's getting sent to rehab. So he's got this thing that's making him miserable his whole life. And yeah. Like he, he tried to kill himself in Rome. He comes back, mm-hmm. then he goes to uh, rehab, and then he escapes. I'm like, there's so much stuff in his life. Bef- like if he hadn't tried to kill himself in Rome, if he hadn't escaped from rehab, and then all of a sudden he's dead in his apartment, that's way more suspicious. Or if he hadn't written a song called I Hate, I hate myself, myself and, and I, I Want, want to, to Die, die. Right. then it might be harder to believe. Yeah. So Juan, your fifth favorite. Or did we already go uh, over that was mine. Okay, yeah. You know, so you're Adam, right. your fifth favorite. All right, so I, I I actually had a couple of times where I had a couple of different options I can go with. So I, this one was either going to be sex type thing by SDP, which you already picked. Yeah. Uh, and then another one, I'm not really sold on it being grunge, so I almost don't want to take it. Like Toadies, I think they're kind of they have grunge elements, but would you consider them more rock? They showed up on. As grunge. I'll let you go with toadies. Yeah, just go with your pick. I don't feel good about it. (laughs) Fuck it. I'll just go with Interstate Love Song by STP. Great song. STP is a solid band. They they do have some clunkers. They do. That are popular. Later career. Right. Oh, Sour Girl is a piece of shit. Yeah, Sour Girl is not a winner. (laughs) In my opinion. He's like, actually, I kind of like Sour Girl. Any Sour Girl is not a winner. Oh. So, um, for songs that were not picked, but I have on my honorable mentions list, most of my honorable mention songs got picked, but two didn't. Uh, One is Plush by STP, and the other one is Everything Zen by Bush. I thought Bush wasn't... Uh, I think grunge. that first album was 94. I thought we discussed this. I said Bush, their first album was cool. because Yeah, came 16 the, Stone is super grungy. It's super grungy. Everything okay. after that. And that's Bush in the 80s, more. which holds more weight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, There's a lot Chemicals more Bush Between then. Us, that album and stuff after. But 16 Stone, it may not be like straight grunge, but... I still feel like that's a pretty grungy album. And everything's Yeah, Glycerine's real grunge, yeah. <laughs> I, you notice I didn't pick that song? Well, yeah, but you need it after the bush. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody else have any honorable mentions before that we didn't get mentioned before we go on? Other to than Bush? Five? Hold on. Yeah. Is the cult is the cult is that on the end of it? Or is that considered rock? Like Firewoman? That's rock. rock. You guys remember that yeah. track? That is rock. Yeah, cult's, cult's kind of gothy, too. That was a weird... See, that was the hard part about when grunge died, because it was like... I mean, a lot of people felt like it didn't when Kurt died, but for me, it sure fucking did. 
I, I couldn't even listen to shit after that, like from that. I just killed me. So I was like, there was a weird moment where it's like all of a sudden everyone's scrambling and we didn't know what was like popular and what wasn't. You just it was weird. Radio was silent until Limp Bizkit, Bizkit came, came out. The dulcet tones of Fred Durst. Thank God Fred Durst was born. Yeah, God. Yeah, surprisingly, no grunge bands from Florida. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I had quite a few. It's too bad we don't do a rap episode. I'll have that were torturous to not put on there. A uh, couple of them. Uh, I loved "Drain You" by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, their covers track. on their uh, their unplugged uh, a CD were amazing, but I didn't think they would. Ca- they should count. What do you mean, Ma- uh, "Man Who Sold the World"? The I David don't Bowie. Like that song. That song's oh, I awesome. I, you, um, where did you I sleep last night? Like it's one. excellent. Lake of Fire. Where is did excellent. you sleep last night? Is Powerful. I know. Yeah, man. So like I said, their covers are awesome. So it's like a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Dumb is good. Uh, In Bloom is, is good. For Alice in Chains, I had I Stay Away was my first honorable mention, which is ex- it was a great song. Them Bones, Real Thing, Heaven Beside You, No Excuses, all all fantastic. They had so many Rooster good tracks, good. man. Uh, and then I had Toadies. I had a couple songs by them, but I don't think that they're pure grunge. If I could pick one of their songs, it would be Away, which is excellent. Uh, Dan, did you have any honorable mentions? And Outshine by Soundgarden. Outshine for sure. Yeah, yeah. I would I would pick um, some of the more random obscure stuff. Like we were talking about, I love the Melvins who don't ever get a lot of credit as a grunge band, but they're awesome because they didn't they weren't very radio friendly. Um, but like anything Yeah, but Kurt was a huge fan of the Yeah, Melvins, and, and anything yeah, off of cool. uh, Houdini. Meat Puppets too. The Meat Puppets, same thing. Uh, didn't they play on their, their Meat Puppets had what was their radio hit? Was Backwater, I think. That's a good song. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I think, and they were on the unplugged. Yeah, exactly. They played on that yeah. That's what I was thinking about. So I would, I would. That was that was probably what was so difficult was they had all those people, and then remember the girl came and played the harp and, the and they had like, and I mean stuff. there was a lot of audio issues probably with that. So so from for so I would pick a Melvin song maybe like Hooch or Night Goat off mm-hmm. of Houdini. I would pick some Pearl Jam, something probably off of Ten like Black or Jeremy are both really great yeah, songs. Jeremy's, Jeremy's such a good song. Same thing like I watched a ton of music videos as a kid, and that music video is super dark and powerful and. Um, I got I mean, I could go all day with Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, just like the rest of us. Uh, I I love their entire catalogs. Yeah, I, ce- I don't I celebrate their entire catalog. So let me shit, tell you, <laughs> why why does it why is it like retroly like everyone's kind of like not on the Pearl Jam fan? This band was fucking huge. We'll discuss it. I remember we'll thinking at a time. It. Yeah, we'll get into it yeah, right as we get like, into our yeah. bottom five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna start off with. One of the worst musical ensembles ever put together, which was Even Flow by Pearl Jam. I hate that song. I've always hated that song. I'd never have liked Pearl Jam. And actually, what... Hater! Oh, my gosh. I've I've tried. I know Pearl Jam has a whole, like, uh, what is it? Sirius, Sirius XM. Uh, That's unfortunate. Station. They just played Pearl Jam 24-7. And a uh, okay, and um, I've, I've I just the vocal I just can't get into Pearl Jam. I've tried. I don't know why. And there was a comic I heard probably 2000, 2001. I can't remember who it was. I'm thinking that it was Tom Segura. It was on a 
I think it was on that Bob and Tom radio show that mm-hmm. used to be syndicated on the rock stations. I'm thinking it was Tom Segura, but I'm not 100% sure. And he had a whole bit where he went on about like the 90s bands, but he called them 90s speech impediment bands because he can never understand anything they're saying. And he was talking about Hootie and the Blowfish and he just went off about Pearl Jam. And it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, finally, somebody else understands what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's 100% true about uh, Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell, in my opinion. Uh, just the difference between those two is that Chris Cornell actually had a good voice. Yeah. Eddie Vedder was just... Uh, uh, Cause like you don't Bad. even know what he's singing in even flow, in any of his lyrics. Yeah. So actually, so it's not. I had it as my fifth honorable. I mean, dishonorable mention. <laughs> or not dishonorable, but fifth worst. Yeah. Was how I put it is anything Pearl Jam <laughs> <laughs> slash daughter. <laughs> that song's a flaming pile. Yeah. Uh, but then again, they have a lot of songs I don't like. Yeah. Obviously the vast Eddie, majority I of still songs. love your voice. I don't care what they yeah, say. I, I enjoy I like Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam a lot. <laughs> I, they took me good places, some dark places, but uh, I really enjoyed Pearl Jam. So that's just my opinion. I'm sure there's some people out oh, there. Yeah. Considering, you know, I know tons mil- of people. Millions of records. A lot of people love them so. to this day. Uh, maybe it's just bald people. I don't know. The, <laughs> no, because I like them. <laughs> yeah, Dan likes them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Pearl that's Jam right, documentary that Cameron Crowe did, Pearl Jam 20 for their Hard 20th pass. anniversary, is really good. It's really good. Even if you don't like them, it's got enough of the story of grunge, mm-hmm. and he gets into like Mother Love Bone and that whole thing and kind of how they all met uh, before that, and it's, it's worth watching, and it will actually get you kind of excited for Pearl Jam a little bit which is I'll kind of it's, it's cool it's very it's very well put together so you're I mean, they have good music a lot of times like the, the but Eddie Vedder just grinds on my ears it's, oh, see, that's, it's a tough, see, that's the best part of it for me I loved his vocals oh, I can do it for the most part Love there's him. exceptions yeah. like uh, <laughs> mine would be like yellow lead better yeah that would be the one that you just which is just all vowels yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying like it's the just, dude yeah. He does not sing. But for those of us noises. who grew up on Hooked on Fire, I'll tell you a true story. When I was in high school, that song was insanely popular, and I was in a cover band, and we covered Yellow Lead Better. Now, from a guitar perspective, it's a really fun song to play. It's got a lot of Hendrixy stuff going on, but our singer would always just sing gibberish. <laughs> um, per- how do you For know? That. How can you tell? <laughs> and no one knew. That was the thing. Nobody knew the difference. And it was always, it was just whatever syllables sounded close yeah. phonetically. Yeah. And so like, I imagine it's like, uh, whenever like you're in Japan and you're Japanese, but like an American band comes <laughs> and plays for you and like, you don't know what they're saying, but you're singing along anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nirvana's got some shades of that from time to time too. Some shades. And fa- yeah. Being honest, being fair. Yeah. A little bit. I think all of the grunge bands had that kind to a of certain extent. Alice in Chains. Who is it? Somebody called it the Alice overbite singing. <laughs> yeah, I think Alice in Chains was a few. V- vocally, Alice in Chains, in my opinion, it's like by far number one of the grunge, the the grunge, the grunge bands, the grunge bands <laughs> on the crochy scale. <laughs> yeah, on the crochy scale. <laughs> it's a scale that I've developed <laughs> to measure an artist's worth. No, I'll tell you, Alice in Chains gets five crochies. <laughs> <laughs> It's an almost perfect rating. (laughs) Dan, you first. (laughs) Oh, your first worst, Dan. My first worst is Tomorrow by Silverchair. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 
I hate everything about that song. I hate the lyrics. I hate the fact that they were 16 and got a record contract. (laughs) That's just sour grapes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a sour girl. (laughs) Yeah. How's well, you know what happened after like, the sex, the success song. of Nevermind, I've, they just started signing they everybody. They signed everybody, yeah. Uh, that's the chorus. It was like, you're going the Which, way you I do, mean, fat boy. Fat boy. Which I'm not going to oh, lie, like, good. maybe we got, I was we got bullied Pearl a little Jam. bit with some of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're in grade school. That's where it comes from. Oh, yeah, I don't like that song either. One, your first worst. <laughs> oh, like, I got what? more to say okay. on it if you need it. On my worst, I have nothing because literally, if it was like pure grunge, I probably can't not like it. I just okay. So one is too just impactful for me. I got nothing on the negative. I don't do negative. Yeah, you do. I'm all about positive reinforcement. Talk about Aquanet all the time and negative. Pizza Monster. That's that. That's a different category. <laughs> you, call, you, call us, <laughs> you call us out for being bald all the yeah. time. Yes, but I'm hoping that your hair will grow. I'm being positive. Of course positive. it's not going to grow. <laughs> it's more likely. I'm not giving up on you, hair follicles. The they may have given up on you just because they're on your head, but I believe in you, hair follicles. <laughs> <laughs> just don't fuck them up and give them like one in the center. That'll be fucked up. Like Homer, just two hairs. Yeah. <laughs> The zigzag on the side. <laughs> so, Adam, so we're just going to skip Juan for the worst. Since yep, Juan's skip me right on out. Yeah. Feel uh, free to chime I mean, in. There's, there's the... other ones we can give for Juan as answers. Oh, oh yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. I mean, there's yeah. other silver chair songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, that's fucked up. Dan, or Adam, your first worst. Uh, so this one I actually... Uh, discovered not long ago when I started studying for this and I just hated it so much. It's, it's solely because it's recent mm-hmm. and it was so aggressively bad was Suck You Dry by Mud Honey. Have you, you heard like this Mud song? Honey? Yeah. I, I don't know any, I don't know no Mud Honey songs. Oh. This is the first one I ever heard and it was so, like, so I was listening to Spotify on like a grunge playlist to try to bone up on which songs I liked, which ones I don't like. Because to be honest with you, like kind of like what Juan said, I only remember the good ones. I, the, the only ones that I remember right. that were bad yeah. were the, like the Nirvana bad songs, because like, that was the CDs I actually listened to all the way through. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the bad stuff, shock of all shocks, doesn't make it to radio, uh, and this is one right. of them. And it's just an awful. I like I have notes for like why I thought thought these things. I just put awful all the way through. <laughs> if you listen to it, you're like, and this is one of their most popular songs. Presumably they were on a list of best grunge songs. Did yeah. you listen to uh, touch me? I'm sick. No, that's that a good money. Honey. That's a good mud honey song. Well, this one is not good. And I defy any of y'all to listen to it and explain to me what's good about it. I like it, touch. I like touch me. I'm sick. Cause they made fun of it in that movie singles. Yeah. The Cameron Crow movie. That's all in Seattle at the grunge time. And the guy's in a band and his song is touch me. I'm dick. <laughs> <laughs> and they're interviewing him. And they're like, what's that song about? He's like, well, you mean you think it might be a song about a guy named Dick, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, like, that's my number one. Number two. Uh, my number two is dolls uh, no doll parts by whole yeah. but oh. boring okay, that is bad that is the longest yeah. three minute 11 second song of all time yeah it's awful. i hated it well, uh so uh juan doesn't have any uh dan your second worst um all right so since you took one of my answers i, I have enough other ones that i can yes. choose <laughs> um doll parts was my number three yeah so my number two 
somewhat controversial answer because I absolutely love, and we've been over the merits of this band time and time again, but this one song drives me bananas and it's heaven beside you by Alice in Chains. Really? Hate, hate, hate that song. It was played out so much on the radio that it just drove me crazy. I'm like, there's you hate everything. They skipped over. So there was a couple of singles that were released from that last record that they had. One of them was grind. Um, one of them was again. Mm -hmm. And those two songs are bangers and you have those songs released to radio and then heaven beside you comes out and they forget all about those other songs so if you're gauging what else would worthiness of a single just on radio play they got robbed okay that's like being in the finals in the world series it's your last game and you lose it at the bottom of the ninth I, I fair enough. I mean, I get that it's not as it may not be as good as some other songs by them, but it's like you have I, to have a mix. Like "Come as You Are" is such a huge hit because it's Nirvana's like not fuck like aggressive fuck you like in your face song. Mm-hmm. "Heaven Beside You" is admittedly really soft. I will listen to uh, any but, other Alice in Chains ballad any day. I'll listen to "Jar of Flies." I stay away as a I fantastic away, song it's beautiful super heavy um super heavy but very dark and acoustic-y though it's got the strings at the end and yeah, stuff I mean, but um heaven i'll listen to all of that heavy. heaven beside you is just a not a good song and it hey, got some undue radio play i, mean, I, I can't believe you put it made it to this list but so my second worst which almost made first worst if it hadn't been for even flow is just terrible teenage horror by hole I don't know if I know that. I only listened to it, it once. And it, it almost okay. made my list. It as when I was first starting to play guitar, I would write a song and I would think, "Oh, this is awesome." And now looking back, it was a steaming pile of shit. That's <laughs> what teenage horror sounds like. It sounds like and these people had experience and they've been playing a heck of a lot longer than 6 months. And it sounds like a bunch of kids got together in a garage and wrote a song in three minutes and Courtney Love was angry at her mom and wrote down this thing on a napkin. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible. I have no other words than just it's it grates on your ears. You don't you just oh, it's disgusting. So it's fair to say that you prefer adult whores. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I got a list of reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so wh- what do you think about the rumor that Billy Corgan wrote a lot of her music? Uh, not a rumor. It's true. He wrote pretty much the whole album celebrity skin. Yeah. There you go. Is that, so is that, is, is it that song pop? on that album or is that on the know. shitty one with doll parts? No, that that's the it? one with doll live parts. through this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's on the with that no, one. Violet. Violet. Yeah. yeah. God, that song sucks. It's even, <laughs> here's the thing. Even the one that Billy Corgan oh, that's, just, God, even the one that just, Billy I'm Corgan the reason wrote. that good music, sir, like bad music, makes money. That was my Bilber impression. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it now. Billy Corgan is no Prince. Prince can go and write songs and be hits for other people. Billy Corgan can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you're right no, about he that. For Billy Corgan, yeah. Well, imagine if he had wrote for a band other than Hole. <laughs> Who else did he write for? I don't know. Smash Swan. I liked Swan. Are they good? <laughs> I, I never did, listened yeah. to them. I liked them. They were a good band. So, uh, Dan, you're second Benjamin. worst. Oh, no, I did my did second worst. A, my second worst was a, Did you do both of yours? You. Oh, okay. It was Heaven Beside You. So then, okay. That was, okay, so, so then third worst. Snake Draft. Snake Draft, my bad. Third worst, probably kind of controversial. Uh, this song has gotten way too much 
airplay on the radio. I understand it's a good performance. I don't like the song. I don't like the music. I don't like the guitar riff. Man who sold the world Nirvana. I can't. That's in your literal bottom five. Yeah. It's it's been way overplayed. I it's that it just every time I hear that I'm like something else, please. Anything else. It's just been overdone. And I think what killed it is everyone just looked at it as, oh, this is one of the greatest things ever. Like I understand the achievement of having like what they did that night. That's fine. That other when it comes to that part, I just can't stand it. Okay. I'd rather you have said it. I just don't consider it grunge. Been fine. I don't but consider it grunge either. That's why I didn't pick any of those covers they did. But um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's a, it's yeah. a unique song. It's a good song. I can see it being overplayed oh, in certain overplayed circles. Like, death. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't know. The radio I'm... stations in California obviously are very different to Houston. Oh, definitely. Because like that song was not played very Dude, often. I'm not like, even kidding. If at if all. You, okay. I, when I would work, we would have the, it would be the alternative rock station. And we listen to that eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. That song, I'm not kidding. And I'm not making it up was played four to six times a day. Every work day. Yeah. That one in heaven beside you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> and I'm serious four to six times a day. And I was just like, I'm tired of hearing this. Nirvana has so much other good music. Well, that's, that's radio in general. They play like a yeah, but small Nirvana has so much other great singles, like great radio. Hey, calm down, Dan. Dan thinks he's got some gotcha over here. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like they'll, they'll grapple onto a certain Adam's song. magic bullet. Fucking radio. is know, good no, theory. Like, <laughs> I remember like 104 KRB here in mm-hmm. Houston. They used to have like you could predict what songs were coming up next. It was like literally yeah, like the same thing over and over, same time of night, same song. That we would record like stuff on cassettes from the radio because we knew it was coming up. Yeah, that's how we got our Labush uh, back in the day. Um, that's not how I got my Bush back in the day. Seems like more of a dirty Vega kind of guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's true, but. I still like that song. One, I mean, I will just say it right now. I like Radio the song too. Has ruined a lot of good music for me. No, yeah. it ruins it because you're tired of it. Doesn't make it a bad song. There's a difference. But that's not an issue anymore now. No, it's not because you don't you don't have to Apple go music. Through that I can listen to whatever I want whenever I want. Am I, so exactly. nothing gets old, really. Well, there, like, who do, listens to, do you guys who listen, listen to the radio, radio anymore? Oh, me at never. Work, exactly. I like to listen to it every damn day at work, and it's we finally changed the radio station yesterday because I was with commercials. Myself. Yeah. Is this 2020 <laughs> that we're living in? Oh, yeah. Trust me. I have tried many times to get the, to... Well, now what I do is I just take my Bluetooth earbuds in and I listen to music on my phone. Like, I'll have my boss yell at me for like, hey, you're not... You're, you're yelling me. You're yelling at you. You're not listening. I'm like, I can't take the radio. Like, it's... <laughs> I'm sick and tired of hearing the same three songs over and over. Juan so, does the same thing at work, but he's just listening to hardcore pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've said many times that ten dollars I, I spend on Spotify every month is the best ten dollars I spend. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, I, commercials are the worst. Dan, third worst. Uh, I, so I just I, at a certain point I realized that I don't have outside of like Hole and Silver Chair. I don't have a lot of worsts when it comes to yeah. 90s it was hard for me because it was it was such an influential time for me that I I just like a lot of stuff. So I started naming other 
songs from around that time that kind of came out oh. that I think suck. That may not be, uh, that may not be grunge. I wrote down semi charmed life by third eye blind. <laughs> <laughs> Another song about drugs. Like a song. Yeah. I was like, it's, it's got, you know, some things that are, that are kind of in there. I don't know. I would, um, I would say a real answer would be my hero by Foo Fighters Ooh, as a fourth yes. one. Um, what? That's not a grunge He's song. Oh, I, so this is back into the, is it grunge? Is it not grunge? Well, that was second that album was CD? really kind of where they started to transition out. So I can see where Learn it- Learn to fly, not grunge. Freaking. That's later on, but that's okay. I, I can see why it would not be considered a grunge Jim song. Jim Croce should have listened um, to that track. <laughs> it still doesn't change the fact that I think it's a piece of shit. And oh, it oh, fucking- I agree. Oh, I don't well. want to watch any high school football movie. It, I, it's the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> ever. when I hear that song. There's, it's that song and goddamn Thunderstruck by ACDC. <laughs> yeah. well, sports movies have just completely ruined for me. Yeah. Thunderstruck was a 90s song. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that unbelievable? So was Back yeah. in Black. Yeah, two great songs in my opinion. Back in Black like was classic? the eighties. No, it was. Yeah, it was like nineteen. Oh, yeah, I think Thunderstruck's all. I, you could be right. I don't know. Okay, because I think they just did a fortieth anniversary. That might have been limited one of edition. Thing. Okay, okay. But Thunderstruck Way was like nineteen ninety ninety one. Yeah, but I remember being blown away when I heard that because I love that song. I and when you hear it, you think classic rock. You don't think yeah. for a second this was made in the nineties. Thunderstruck yeah. or yeah, Thunderstruck. my hero. Yeah. I love when you hear it, you think football. You think uh, fucking oh yeah, sports. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a, I uh, don't want your life. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Sometimes Vanderbeek. Yeah, Dawson. I don't watch football movies. Juan's bitter. <laughs> Interesting take. <laughs> yeah, except for Rudy. Sorry, that's the one any, I, uh, I think that shit's in Rudy too. Like, tur- like <laughs> gross, turning. Uh, what's that? Uh, coming of age <laughs> stories about gymnasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I'll, get, I'll get a producer right on that. <laughs> so Jerry Bruckheimer is going to love it. <laughs> Your third worst, Adam. Probably Harvey Weinstein. Oh, too. my gosh. He he would be into something like that. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, what was I talking about? Do you about? have third worst, Adam? I was just thinking about gymnasts. <laughs> of course. And how hilarious it would be to have like hardcore music <laughs> to like yeah. Thunderstruck comes <laughs> out. <laughs> you do a rings routine. Yeah. <laughs> or, no. well, do it like with the uh, rhythmic gymnastics or where you do your floor routine with mm-hmm. your little ribbon, like in old school. Hell yeah. <laughs> I have uh, for my third pick, Jesus Christ pose by Soundgarden. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I have my reasoning for picking this. Again, is, is it I have bad taste? <laughs> I have nails on a chalkboard intro, then repetitive screaming. Five minutes and 51 seconds into the song. Uh, no, that's... And I say that there's still that much time left in it. And then, if you go back and listen to the song... I like guess at second four, like four minutes, 50 seconds, it literally just sounds like somebody belches into the microphone. <laughs> it sounds awful. It's a piece of shit song. Again, I defy somebody to explain to me why this is a good song. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. I always like Adam's takes on negative stuff on lists because you just go hard. God, he gets so into it. It's just like right down to the seconds of it. It is. It is. No, you're right. And I like the controversy. I hate it the most in 42 seconds. Like, what? Jeez. I got one that you're probably going to not like. I got one that you're going to be like, how could you pick that? It's going to be Smells Like Teen Spirit or something universally loved. Um, You're... Fourth. It's actually my. I'm, I feel like I'm snake speechless. draft over here. Oh, oh, sorry, snake draft. Fourth worst. Juan, you fucked up the whole floor. Yeah, we're all messed up now. 
I'm sorry. I just can't hate. I'm, I'm, I'll I'm hate for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fourth worst. I'm sure you will. You're going to be the best, the best old grandpa. <laughs> oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just all, shuffling around, dude. mumbling to yourself about how he fucking hates. Nothing everything. good comes on the radio and then anymore. Every once in a while, I want you like, off my lawn right now. <laughs> Whatever. To be Grand Torino style. He just got a lawn just so he could kick people off it. <laughs> all right. So my fourth was my Nirvana slot. Mm-hmm. There have a bunch of clunkers that are just straight up bad songs. Uh, it was a toss up for me between Sliver and Penny Royalty, both steaming piles of garbage on otherwise amazing albums. The, the in case you don't know the Sliver, everyone's heard it. Mm-hmm. Is that Grandma Take Me Home? It's just ultra repetitive and then just screaming. And the Penny love it. <laughs> and the Penny Royalty. How did that get on in Euro? The song, yeah, is that a was piece a piece of, of garbage. Shit. I don't, I didn't like, like that song. Yeah, it is. As a Nirvana fan, that's a piece yeah. of shit. I think it's, I think it's pretty yeah. uncontroversial. Just people don't think about it because they think about their hits. Yeah, but they had some no real, like almost like he was trying to make bad tracks. Yeah, I actually don't play that album because of that track. <laughs> yeah, that's. I own it. It's just and they had the nerve. <laughs> they had the nerve to put that on fucking unplugged. Yeah, I was pissed. It was as bad as the spaghetti incident for me with GNR. It was Ooh. one of those things where it was just like, oh my God. That's brutal. Yeah. And there's territorial pissing could have been on that list. Mm. Territorial pissing oh, is great. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like Penny Royalty. I do. Did you? Do you I did. Unironically, you're not messing with me. No, not ironically at all. <laughs> Explain. Please. I, it's this, I'm it's, willing to listen. No, I like it. I like it for the same reason as I like. You probably love Jackson Pollock too. Jesus Christ Pose and Jackson Pollock and things like that. Yeah, there's um so there's there's chords that sound good together naturally and are very pleasing to the ears, and there's chords that sound very cacophonous and That's the nicest way of saying shitty. That's it's it's what it's challenging for sure. I won't say that. Um, and if you're not up for it, that's fine. That's what I hate about modern art. That's what I hate about it. And people are like, oh, you just don't get it. I'm like, no, it's a piece of shit. Like, there's an artist. I'm not. That, no, that literally just has piss in a jar and a, a wooden crucifix in it. Yeah. And this is great, high, fine art. I'm like, no, this is a a a. a abomination this is not art this guy you're overthinking it this is just listen to your gut listen to your ears don't listen to it six seven eight nine a hundred times if it's bad it's bad let it go that's why i feel like we're on the verge of that leonard skinner diatribe (laughs) where you talk about how simple man is the best lyrics (laughs) ever written i love leonard skinner they have some great song where the whole point of it is don't think too much (laughs) don't question anything now son no i've i've railed i'm actually when i was living in florida i I started doing a a recording podcast i never released any of them Mm -hmm. but the second episode we did was what defines art and I went on this, as I'm sure you can imagine, a yeah. diatribe about like, look, like there are certain things I get beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Art right. is subjective. Right. Yeah. To, to an extent, I'm willing to accept that. And to a large extent, right. I'm willing to be very charitable. Like I would say Pollock is art way sooner than I would say like the piss in the jar thing is art like, or, or the toilet that's freaking 
just all it is is a toilet or the shark that's in formaldehyde, which actually I would say is closer to art. What about the guy who jerked off and then sprinkled carbon on the jizz? Exactly. That's not. Is that art? No. Is that art? No. By definition, it is. Right, but but that's what I'm saying. More of a craft, really. I. Like hey, if you love be, what you do, yeah, <laughs> right, it's like scrapbooking. Like scrap lobster phone, the Salvador Dali lobster phone. Mm-hmm. That is not art. That's laziness disguised as art. There's people in this episode of Always Sunny that dives into us that is phenomenal. Yeah, I know. What you're like, about. I'm like oh, derivative. Da, da, da. <laughs> that is that kind of art. Uh, it irks me. Always has. Like I don't don't like. Can I just answer really quickly about just music? Sure. Okay. So my part of my taste in music, and this will this might help you a little bit to understand <laughs> <Yeah>. my <laughs> yes. my just Hold my, my reasoning. Baby steps me through no, this. No, I I like the sounds of stuff that clash. I like when two notes hit and they they ring together and they sound kind of bizarre and weird. My favorite group. You know, Mark talks about how he loves the Deftones. Deftones mm-hmm. do that a lot. My favorite group of all time, Nine Inch Nails, does that a ton where the intention is to get it to go from sounding normal and traditional and to skew that mm-hmm. in a way that it sounds discord and it, there sounds um, ugly and kind of wrong and raw. For some reason, I hear that it, and I get yeah. my fucking rocks off when I listen to that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm serious. I just get super excited when stuff that sounds different and unique and kind of cool, but also I like music that sounds ugly. I like stuff. So it's the same reason as like, I Do like, like, I like comedies no? a lot. But I also like really dark horror movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't watch oh, we are dark similar. horror movies all the time, mm-hmm. but I really like them. I like the experience of having a very scary movie experience. I like the same thing with music. I like the, how different genres can offer those different experiences, and not necessarily just whatever's playing. You know? It doesn't get scarier than Yoko Ono. Do you like Yoko Ono? <laughs> no, I don't like Yoko Ono. <laughs> Why? Talk about sounds that just shouldn't shouldn't be together. And just like abrupt and just abrasive. It's, I mean, it's got to be to me in some kind of ways sonically pleasing. <laughs> I like the sonic qualities of Jesus Christ pose. I I just like the way that stuff sounds together. I like the the it's unconventional chaos to of say it. the least. What's that? It's unconventional to say the least. Yeah, I, I like that it doesn't follow a specific person. formula. I like that it's kind of chaotic. I think it's got a. I mean, an amazing drum section, like the whole drum intro of it's incredible. I think the singing is top notch. I like that when it finally does come in with that, everybody's all together. And it's like, you go through all this chaos to get to that piece. And it's, it just, it's organized and it's awesome. So there is a destination to the path. It just takes a lot. It's got some hype. It's got some hype to it. It's got some energy. So I don't mind building tension and having stuff that's going to draw like, Jar jar you out of just complacency, but enough is enough, in my opinion. And that song went more than enough. Whose pick is it? Mine. Fourth worst, overplayed on the radio, kind of nonsensical. I've tried to like it. I went back and listened to it again before this, and I thought, is it as bad? It's not terrible. It's just I, I just can't deal with it. Spoon Man by Soundgarden. Oh, really? I just can't do it. Yeah, I hate that. I song. love that song. I, it's okay. I can't it's one do of my, it. One of, 
It was so overplayed. You are like, right about that. And I love Soundgarden. That That's shit. Thing. Like uh, my buddy Chris, he always is like, "You're that huge Cornell? Soundgarden." Fan. No, not Chris. <laughs> Another guy named Chris. He always like, "Oh, Soundgarden's your favorite band." I'm like, "No, they're not my favorite band, but I think they're an excellent band." Yeah. And I just can't get. I mean, like I said, my favorite band, Deftones. There's hits like their song "Sex Tape." So many Deftones fans love it. I hate it. I can't stand that song. But you know that. That, 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 it's your heaven it. beside you. It is. I get it. My okay, and then the fifth worst. <laughs> another song that I tried to like. I don't like it. Overplayed. Number one. Number two. I feel like it. It doesn't. It plods along for the first two minutes. It takes forever to get to anything. At least in my opinion, for anything to build or start to happen, and then it just slowly progresses on from there. Is uh, Rooster by Alice in Chains. I want it to be better than it is, and I just don't like it. I would agree with that. Like, so I actually, I agree with just that. Just from reputation alone, I thought like, oh, this is a good song, and then I went back, like, when I went back to listen to the my Alice in Chains songs, yeah, I was like, how is this song super popular? Exactly, yeah. it is like you say, it it is super slow to get going, and it never really pays off, right, at all. I, so yeah, it's one of those situations where people say, oh, I love Alice in Chains, and they say that song, and you're like, oh, you're so surface, like. Because that's their worst. So just to clarify, you guys are picking Rooster by Alice in Chains as the worst song over Far Behind by Candlebox. (laughs) That is that grunge? That's about as grunge as Blind Melon. That's (laughs) it's pretty grungy. Is it? It, It's close. (laughs) The thing thing about Rooster is like I look at that album and I'm like, Wood is ten times better than Rooster. (laughs) Oh yeah, Wood is just that's short selling Wood. But That's like a thousand times better than Rooster. The, and Wood is like funny thing. It's like I'll talk to other people. That, oh, I love Alice in Chains. What do you think of Wood? Nah, man, I like Rooster. And I'm just like, not everyone is like that, but a lot of people are like, no, Rooster. Like I heard it all the time. It's one of my favorites. And I'm like, no, man, Wood. It's just. A phenomenal, amazing I think Rooster just has the name recognition. I think that's what it is. It does. And I'll, I'll go to bat for Rooster. I like that it's it sets up a vibe and a mood and just lets it sit there for a little while. I almost like Anger. the first time I heard it, I didn't think it was going to be a heavier song. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is just, this is going to be kind of a chilled, spacey kind of, not spacey, but like a chilled kind of vibe mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, and then when it kicks in, I'm, I'm that much more gratified because, oh, they made me wait for it. It was yeah. that delayed gratification. That is by far the best part of the song, by far, is whenever it just drops in. I do like, he, like the harmonies at the beginning, like though. Yeah. I don't like waiting for it. <laughs> it, uh, it. It makes you wait way too long, right. for sure. Much like, much like most girls on, on Tinder. But anyway. <laughs> Fifth worst, Dan. <laughs> okay, so I got... Damn. I have I have a backup hey. answer, because Adam's telling me that a lot of mine aren't considered grunge. <laughs> yeah, y'all did it to me first, motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's remember who f- drew first blood. <laughs> Blind Melon. Is that a heroin reference? (laughs) 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 Can't even Um, tell you the first first song until I get all his hate. My first pick for number five would be uh, Cumbersome by Seven Mary Three. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Would you consider that a grunge song? I would. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is it too heavy? Too light? (laughs) Oh, my God. Too black or too white? <laughs> That's funny, actually. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's, it took me a split second. It took me a, I was like a half beat. 
<laughs> was a half eat. Oh, that's funny. My backup was going to be. How long ago did you think of this? Not, that, actually, that sadly not. <laughs> the worst part is it just came out. <laughs> From he the diversity found in your bedroom at your mom's house. <laughs> my backup funny. answer was Better oh, Man by Pearl Jam. Yeah, piece I, of shit. Uh, anything in Pearl Jam's catalog, I just is garbage. We all had Pearl Jam songs. Uh, I, like I said, I, I would be happy to, to throw the whole catalog in yeah. there. But Daughter was my one. You had, what, what was yours? Um, Even Flow. Even Flow. Also Alive. I don't like Alive either. Better Man's terrible. Yeah. I like Alive. I love Vitology, the whole uh, thing. Vitology has some duds. Vitology, I like, it. like it's, got, it's got like 14 songs. And five of them are really good, and the other ones are just filler. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you don't sit down and listen to the whole album, but I mean, I, this, I that's like my it. problem with for, with the Adam. Foo Fighters too. As their career came on, like the Foo Fighters would always come out with a single, a radio play single that gets me really excited to listen to their album, yeah, and then I go album. listen to the yeah. album, and I'm like, this is the most mediocre yep. thing. It's not yeah. bad; it's just mediocre. there. Yeah, I it's, didn't even it's, like their hit. It's like peanut butter and grape jelly. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Like I'm fine to What's eat. It, but that. I'm not. I'm not going out to a restaurant and asking for PB and J. You know, yeah. it's just if it's there. How dare you speak ill of it's, it's one like, of the best I mean, comfort foods of all time? Their first album's peanut butter and strawberry jelly, which it's is like a cousin. And you can't talk about it. I'll give you that. <laughs> Would you say one? It's like a cousin, and you can't talk oh about it. Gosh. <laughs> Everything I kind of relate that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say quiet. Anyway, as we were going, I'm going right along. <laughs> now that we are going to get canceled. Yeah. So actually, my fifth was Daughter by Pearl Jam or anything in Pearl Jam's catalog. I just mentioned it earlier. You could have gone with the, what is it, elderly woman behind a counter in a small town counting loose change. And then a guy walks in and asks I'd if rather- they have... <laughs> longest song title ever. Just keep going with it. Free associate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, Daughter so, sounds better to me. So a narrow know. miss, which may be controversial, mm-hmm. that um, it was... So there's two songs that for the same reason. If it's another Soundgarden. I don't want to hear it. Uh, one of them is Soundgarden. One of them... The, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll just let that one go because we actually already talked about it earlier. The other one is Creep by STP. So fucking boring, that song. Mm-hmm. Barely didn't make my top five worst, but like I was trying to think of songs that I actually knew mm-hmm. and have heard. There are other ones that I heard learned from doing this awesome study. Uh, <laughs> hey, did you enjoy listening to grunge more than uh, new metal and eighties music? <sighs> it's close. <laughs> like there, I had to listen to, a, I was shocked at how much garbage there was in here. Uh, Pretend we're dead by L seven mm-hmm. piece of shit. <laughs> Start chopping by Do- uh, dinosaur junior. The, and I just put in parentheses, whiny as hell. I like Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> Sour Girl by STP and Negative Creep by Nirvana. All could have made this list. I love yeah. Negative Creep. <laughs> I just rock I will out say this. Shit. This was the hardest list for me to put together because there was so much good music. I had a really hard time coming down with five that I really loved. I also enjoyed listening to the grunge music way more than I enjoyed listening to all the new metal in the 80s music. Oh, more than eighties for Hands sure. Down. Yeah, but I didn't. Like, I didn't delve too deep into that. I had a pretty set list of yeah. movies and t- movies and um, and TV whatnot. Movie. I didn't have a choice. I had to live through that <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, 
did you guys have anything else? That was all I had to Mad say. Mad Season was a cool band. Mad Season. I love Mad Season, man. You mean Mad World by Gary Jules? No, Mad Season. <laughs> no, Mad Season. <laughs> Matt, have you never listened to Mad Season no. with as much as you like Alice in Chains? He would You'd like really he would like, like it. It's, it's him and a bunch of other guys from bands in that era, and they all met in rehab. And so they made an album. Drugs? It's them kind yeah, of coming bands are off known of to be drugs. way better after drugs. Saint Anger. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember who was? Do you remember who was part of Mad Season? It was like Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, Lane Staley, and then a couple other guys mm-hmm. from. It's got Lane Staley all. It's Lane sure. Staley all day. You'd rec- You'll probably recognize yes. some of the songs. You'll be like, "Oh shit, that's Mad Season." I didn't know that. Maybe I've heard that. Yeah, the vocals are awesome, but mostly it's the music, man. It's really different, and it's it's cool Super as chill. fuck. Yeah. So, what are some bands that I have clearly not listened to, uh, having put two Nirvana and two Alice in Chains in my top five? <laughs> like, what are some bands that I should look into? Soundgarden, uh, Hard Pass. <laughs> I've never liked Chris Cornell. I mean, there may be some Soundgarden songs that I love if I went back and listened to their whole catalog, but I just already know that I don't care for most of what I have heard mm-hmm. and I can't imagine it getting better. I don't know. Why don't you just go look at the radio charts? Cause that's all you're going to like anyway. Oh <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he's blunt, but wrong. he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I am not wrong. Yeah. Alice in Chains were huge. Damn. Commercially successful. <laughs> they were. Yeah, of course they were. So is, uh, so is Eddie. Huh? He was commercially, Eddie was commercially successful. Pearl Jam. Very, very commercially mm-hmm. successful. So if, I mean, if I had my druthers saying it again for the second time today, <laughs> I would have picked some uh, Smashing Pumpkin songs. Uh, I, um, I would say, because uh, I don't consider Tonight Tonight a grunge song by any stretch, Mm-mm. not even close. No. But of their songs, I would consider uh, grunge, Bullets and Butterfly Wings, which if I were probably, if I were to go back and listen to it now, I'd be like, what is this? Uh, immature shit, but but back then I felt that song was my favorite song for a while. So that definitely would have cracked the top five. Zero's excellent. They got a couple of um, good heavy songs. That I'm a big Pumpkins fan. Yeah, me there's too. A, there's a lot of their stuff that I like a lot. They had that B sides album that came out after Siamese Dream called Pisces Iscariot, and it's all unreleased stuff, and it's every bit as good as mm. Siamese Dream. I don't have that yeah, yet. I gotta it's get a solid album, man. Yeah. What's funny at, is you complain about to get that on you complain vinyl, about though. the sound of Chris Cornell's voice, and yet you advocate for Billy Corgan. Oh, he's not a great singer. No, 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 no. <laughs> who is a tough singer. I'm not Let me bashing be it because I love it, but like that's the first number one complaint you hear from people on why they don't like, like Smashing Pumpkins exactly. is I can't stand the way the guy sings. But that's why I that's like the reason it. I love it. It's, it's just reasons, odd yeah, like that it. Adam's arguing for it, and yet you've got somebody like Chris Cornell, no. and he's like, "No, no, I, I don't like it because like, it's different." Look, Jack, look, Jack White is a terrible. Jack White's a terrible singer. I love the Jack, White. Get off my lawn! No, he, he's a unique singer. He's not a traditional. He's no Bono. I'll give you that. Oh God! I'm saying that I I like unique singers. Lane Staley is unique. Yeah, also great. Uh, Kurt Cobain is unique, not what you consider a great singer. Chris Cornell is what you would consider a great singer. His voice is excellent, but the way he sings is awful. He mumbles. He's uh, it's all everything runs into each other, and it's just not my taste. Have you ever listened to like any of the really old stuff from the eighties? No. Okay. Send me like educate me. I'll listen if you send it to me. Send me a, a name or a link. I will listen to it and tell you whether I like it or not. And I will, I want to like things. Believe it or not. 
if, based if on my all taste. you're judging <laughs> it by like things, if but. all you're judging it by is diction and the ability to understand what he's saying when he's singing, you're probably no, still it, not going to like it. That's even still I, I even say that, and that's one of my reasons for not liking him. Drugs like, are the best part of rock music. I just, I, I, he, I don't care for him for what for whatever reason. I don't like his voice. I don't like the way he sings. That being said, like I said, Outshine was on my list of good songs, like yeah. honorable mentions. So it's not like these people are incapable of being good, or to me, even. There's just most songs I don't like. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone can have a great song. I love Dolly even Parton. Jim Croce. There's, some, there's some Dolly Parton songs that I like. Jolene's one of my favorite songs of all time. What about the White Stripes doing Jolene? Oh, I love that cover. Okay, That's there you I, go. That, love ooh, that, that cover. Been a great Fucking topic. love it. It's top five cover songs. We could do that Holy next. Holy shit. Top five cover songs. Jolene. Top, dude, that would top, be on my list. Top and bottom cover songs. Next time we'll do that. The f- next time we have Dan on, Yay. we'll do top five and bottom five cover songs. Jolene's in my top five. I can tell you right now. Stay off that, my shit. And that yeah, actually can my, open dude, it up to any genre, too. Awesome. That really can. That's going to be fun. I mean, we're going to have to fight over who's going to have Man Who Sold the World, though. I mean, that's going to be tough. Fuck that song. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a top. Uh, why not just do a top ten instead of a bottom five, or have a top ten and then a bottom? Because I'm already thinking of my bottom five right now. <laughs> okay. It's There's hard some to really bad cover songs out there. Behind blue eyes, fucking Y'all haven't heard. Or, y'all haven't heard Corn's version of "Devil Went Down to Georgia" faith, yet. Faith by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I have faith by Limp Bizkit. I'm sorry, I, we're I, ruining I, the next episode. Yeah, so the five, I keep it to five. Let's just start recording it now. Off the top of my head. Just go. Top I five. I keep it to five and five because otherwise the, it's going to go over two hours and I try and keep the podcast trimmed down a no, little bit. No, that's cool. Why won't we do a top five? And then we'll well, that's extra. true. Yeah, one. I mean, we bitch. can edit out Adam's I, picks I, and get it down uh, to two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you can have my picks. I got to make room for all the crying. <laughs> <laughs> if I took half, if I cut my time in shitting out other people's picks in half... This would be a 30 minute podcast. We could, we could also do like an intro to that of just like making jokes about dead musicians too. Well, that, that does move Top me. Five people love musicians. that. <laughs> I won't be any part of that. Top five musicians that died in air. Oh, <laughs> you can make a great number one, Richie Valens. Number two, <laughs> the big bopper. <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah! <laughs> and, like, we should, actually, can we just make lists of people we wish had gone instead, instead? of the ones that yeah. Fred Durst, <laughs> number, Fred Durst one. number one, yeah. with a bullet? <laughs> that would that be that forever, be Fred. Be draft style, to yeah. where like if somebody picks it, nobody else can, can pick it. Yeah. Like, like doesn't Dennis Leary have a bit about that? How like all the good artists die when they're young? He's yeah. like, but you put Motley Crue in a room full of cocaine and heroin, they're gonna come out with a fucking double album. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yes. Overrated oh, yeah. band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As was their entire generation. <laughs> okay, everybody. It Thank you for time. listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> wow, no. It really does. I am not walking on the sun. That, that, that singer. You might as well be getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> Creed is like after the wave had crested. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of like the best. flotsam and it's like the flotsam and fucking jetsam <laughs> of, of grunge. Just the leftover shit washed up on the shore after the tide had receded. That's some, on Creed. that's some Hunter S. Thompson shit that I just did right yeah. there. I feel well, we were ignoring it as best we could, uh, much like most literary critics. But, um, but no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs>